Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gives a feeling and a deep feeling. I believe in the faith that grows. I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America. Let me just tell you what I see when the national anthem is played and when I look at the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II thinking about all that has been sacrificed. Not just those in the military but for that matter those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s. It shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better. I also like to live dangerously. Truth somehow thinks that the flag is supposed to mean the exact same thing for a black man as a white man. When this country has never been the same for a black man as a white man. Drew, what country do you live in? I will never respect a man. He probably should just go ahead and retire now. I wish I would have laid out what was on my heart in regards to the George Floyd murder. I am sorry, and I will do better, and I will be part of the solution. And I am your ally. I doubt it. You are fake news. Go home, bitch. Very fake news. I will eat your ass. I'll do it. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Skank Freeberg, he is. Get your blood back in that you are a terrific team on all counts. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right uh, tonight only. By my wonderful guest co-host, Frank, from Quite Frankly. Welcome, my good sir. Oh, it's so good to be here, my friend. So good to be here. And congratulate. You know what? You, you say all the... You go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for making time for us. Of course, the audience can connect the dots if you haven't seen the title of the video already. But we've been wondering, uh, when, when, is, uh, when is Blonde's Baby coming? Well, Blonde's Baby, baby came on Friday. So that's why Frank has been uh, kind enough to give us his time tonight. Uh, Blonde has officially cured her Blonde's disease. Congratulations to her and her family. Uh, Mom and dad and daughter are all healthy, I'm told. And uh, they're, of course, recovering together as a family. Big congratulations, of course. Uh, uh, We'll give a full update with her when she decides to come back. Um, And right now, I I don't know when that is. That could be Sunday. I'll discuss that in a little bit here. But uh, but for now, the only news I've heard on that front is good news. So... um, so hopefully we can hear back from her soon. And of course, I have pictures as well. I almost forgot. Oh, really? I have pictures of baby Emmeline and blonde uh, from from just a few days ago. So it looks like everything is in good shape. And uh, of course, we'll share more oh information. Oh, my gosh. How darling. Blonde didn't want to she didn't want to share the pictures originally of uh, of her pictures with her in it because she thought she looked like, I, I look terrible. It's like, well, exhausted mom with baby is kind of the point, you know, that's just the whole point right there. Yeah. Fruit and of, of course, the labor. And of course, uh, your firstborn's coming in, in what, three, three months, something like that. Yeah, yeah man. So, I'm having like an existential crisis every two days now. Yeah, it's getting it's quickening. 
So, uh, uh, yeah, well, get ready. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be great. Quick. No, it's going to be fantastic. And I also want to apologize. You know, as uh, you know, I hope I'm not too disappointing. We go from a blonde to a bald, and that's what you have to well, deal with tonight. But now I'm so it's just two guys here. in baseball caps. We're definitely over quota on that front, but we'll do what we can. You do have spicy shoes to fill. So we were talking before we went in, we went live about swearing quotas as well. You have okay. a, you have a high swearing quota to fill too. Oh, I'll, I'll, see now I I watched blonde work very closely, especially over the last few months that we've gotten closer ourselves, and I'm like, yeah. okay. All right, so then the, the, you know they they get loose on this show, and that's yeah. the place that I belong. Then <laughs> or super chat forces our hand. We'll see if that happens. And I will say um, regarding super chat too, if you would like to send a gift specifically to Blonde, uh, please use the links that I've put in the description and not super chat. And that just helps me keep track of those gifts and make sure they go to the right place. Because if they go through Susan, it's very hard to track who said what and then how to make sure that goes to her if it was directed to her. So uh, if you'd like to send a gift Blonde's way, please find those links that I've put in the description. And, uh, of course, we thank you if you decide to do that. Other than that, of course, we'll treat tonight's show like any other. Plenty of news to discuss, mostly just uh, which uh, bend of the knee to Black Lives Matter was your favorite. Was it the Minneapolis mayor humiliated before the mob? That's probably my pick. But could it be, uh, as you heard in the intro there, Drew Brees surrendering his uh, his convictions immediately to receive no reward whatsoever? It's, was it the... Uh, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I, I think that's it. I don't even know what comes afterwards, but I think that one was most painful right now. Did you see the guy, the Hispanic guy walking around the streets of New York City talking to random white women, making them kneel and confess their, their white privilege? I did see that. that. Now, was that, that good real? Entry was, that, was that real or somebody... People, people thought it was staged... The guy did like an hour stream of this and some people refused. So if it was staged, it was completely elaborate. I believe it to be real, but he's trolling. I don't think he's sincere in his That's views. That's what I meant. That's yeah, what yeah. I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll go through all of that and then see what we have time uh, to get through as well. I, the one thing I want to get, toward, get to toward the end of the show is the CNN Sesame Street Town Hall to indoctrinate all the kiddies into the Black Lives Matter worldview as well. That aired yesterday morning. We'll get to that toward the end of the show. And, of course, we'll take Super Chats on YouTube, Streamlabs, or DLive in between topics 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers. Of course, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from listener-owned businesses, of course. Uh, this week's feature business is our friends over at Sonoran Defense Technology. Uh, if you're looking at the news recently and you see the world's insanity and you're thinking now might be a great time to arm myself, either adding to my collection or... Uh, for the first time, Sonoran Defense is a great place to get a cool custom piece. They're based out of Arizona, but they serve the online community. Sonoran specializes in Glock polymer laser stippling, custom mm. Glock builds, as well as general firearms. Accessories, sales. Sonoran has several easy-to-use packages on their website, and they can do custom designs as well. Their laser work provides superb grip traction and a unique aesthetic. I can confirm they did a custom Glock 19 for me, and it feels as cool as it looks. Sonoran Defense... Also does laser-marked AR and AK mags with uh, many designs to choose from, as well as secret designs not listed on their website. you got to check them out. Follow them on Instagram, at Sonoran Defense, to find those. And they can do custom requests to put your own personalized images, text, or logo. As well, listeners of this show get 10% off all products uh, and services. Oh, you know what? 
can they can we customize can they customize uh squirt guns because that's hmm. that's the best we can do in new york <laughs> uh maybe yeah i don't know if you guys are are allowed thanks to my fiance there i think i accidentally i accidentally hit a wrong button and my audio dipped out low to the stream but long story short if you're looking for some cool weapon customization check out sonorandefense.com and thanks to my fiance for being tech support tonight appreciate it <laughs> That Thank you, fiance. That would have been disastrous if we did a whole show at like 10% audio for me. Anyway, speaking of 10%, 10% off Sonoran Defense, MattChristiansMedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Check it out. Uh, anyway. Uh, so did somebody I've, just blame it on me? Saint nobody. Frank had one job. It's <laughs> not my fault. I'm in a base. I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the same room that the CIA created all the, uh, the Bin Laden videos. Mm. I have no no control over anything. <laughs> well, I hope um I hope I hope that wasn't the case for me describing all of blonde stuff that it was down too low. Uh, fiance, if you're listening, let me know if the if the discussion on blonde was was bad or not. Anyway, we've delayed uh too long. I haven't given you a proper given you a proper introduction. So tell me about your show and if people are unfamiliar with Frank and the world of quite frankly, let them know what the story is and how they can find it. Well, it is a month. It's a, it's a Monday through Friday kind of nightly diary kind of a thing here. Current events, culture, music, movies, the paranormal, parapolitical. I love um, I love pretty much all those things above and beyond the 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 normal headline grind. I just wanted to be able to take calls, bring on uh, random guests that do interesting things in their lives, and of course talk personally. So it's um. Sometimes it's a soliloquy and other times it's a shouting match. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Have a good speaking, time. And speaking of guests, you've pulled, well, at least on your other show too, you've had Devin Nunes recently. You had yeah. Kurt Schilling uh, just this last week. So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a cool mix of voices. And the thing I appreciate, it's got, it's a very community driven type show, much like ours is. So it's a great listen uh, on your weeknights. If you're just looking for a place to hang out or, you know, I like to listen while I'm getting work done or playing video games or whatever. It, it, it's very nice, fun, kind of uh, relaxing listen. So I hope people check it out. It's quite frankly, dot TV. I and, appreciate uh, it, man. Because I, and I do, I feel the way about your, cause I've, I've spent a couple of Sundays with you. Sometimes I lurk. But um, yeah. there is uh, you got a great, great chat. And I see that we already have a little bit of bleed over. But we're, cool. we're uh, kindred spirits, I think, these two uh, these two circles. Well, which is interesting because, of course, I, I went on your show for the first time a couple of months ago back in March. And uh, when you emailed me, I, th- I was kind of kicking myself because I thought I should have messaged this dude a long time ago because my fiance loves the show. She's been basically a nightly listener for I don't know how long. The funny thing is she's been listening to you longer than she's been listening to me. So the kind of inside joke is the reason that I got her is only because Frank was already taken. So uh, I appreciate that. Uh, it's I worked out well too. for me. It's very complimentary. I'm glad yeah. everything worked out well for you guys as well. The only other announcement I have is, um, as I mentioned, Blonde tells me she thinks she can come back on uh, next Sunday. So as of now, we're planning for that. That leaves Wednesday a little bit up in the air. I'm not exactly sure what my plan for the call-in show this Wednesday will be. I may do a solo show. I may bring along a surprise guest, uh, or I may take a Wednesday off because uh, we've got a trip planned uh, for Thursday. So I might just take a little bit of off time. But stay tuned to my Twitter feed. Whatever I decide, I will let you guys know in advance. So no matter what, uh, or but no matter what, you can plan on um, a Blonde and I being back here as normal uh, next Sunday. And hopefully she'll be able to tell us uh, how all of it went. Anyway, let's hop into the news. We'll get to all of the uh, all the various knees bent this week and this weekend. But first, I want to uh, 
take a trip back in time. Do you remember a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? Coronavirus, if that rings a bell. I what seem to remember such things. Something with Clovid? Clothing. <laughs> We've entered a cruel, ironic world where the masses and the hordes are out in the street protesting and or rioting, but the people who are just trying to open their businesses are still in court battles. And the court battle I've liked to follow is this Carl Mankey out of Michigan, the guy who's single-handedly trying to defeat the Wicked Witch of Michigan herself, Gretchen Whitmer. Mm. He, uh, he got another win in court. On Friday, the Michigan Supreme Court overturned orders that directed Carl to close his shop during the outbreak. With uh, one justice saying judges need to, quote, follow the rule of law, not hysteria. It was a 7-0 decision. The court ruled that Mankey can still operate and he is not in violation of Governor Whitmer's executive order. Uh, Meanwhile, though, his license is still suspended. His barber's license is still suspended by the state. So he still has a legal battle to pursue with the state there that he intends to resume on Monday. It's unclear how much Whitmer will continue to fight him, considering barbershops are scheduled to open in Michigan on the 15th. And speaking of Whitmer, did you catch her personally out in the streets this week? I didn't see it. No, the last time I I checked into what uh, uh, that person was doing was the whole boating fiasco on on, uh, Memorial Day. What's happening now? Well, she now she's out. She's marching with Black Lives Matter protesters, and they're doing the hands up, don't shoot, lie bit. And of course, she's getting ripped for this because it seems wildly hypocritical. Not just not that it seems, it is wildly hypocritical. And uh, Governor Whitmer's spokeswoman denies the governor violated her own stay at home order, which requires people remain six feet apart in public gatherings, saying, quote, the governor took precautions for engaging in an outdoor activity, including wearing a mask, even though it is not required outdoors under this order, which, you know, it just boils down to way different when we do it, banned when you do it. Uh, you, you know how this works. No, oh, I, you know, I saw, I don't know where the hell I saw it, but it was, it was a few things. I know it was on a network. So I had screenshots sent to me and I don't know where the quote came from, but they're quoting health experts that were coming out and trying to, you know, because this is the phase where they now have to twist themselves into pretzels to justify a complete real. It was so weird. Let me get around to that point in a second. It was so weird yesterday, Matt. I'm sitting in the backyard. I'm with, uh, I'm with, some friends of mine, I had uh, spent an entire day out with my family taking down trees in my grandmother's house. And then I yeah. had my uncle. We were going we were gonna to hang out and, and have some cigars. And the people next to us are having a pool party. Everything went back to normal yesterday. There was all of a sudden I noticed that, that all of the air traffic above us was completely back to normal. And then hmm. I, I realized all the, lo- the local parks that had police tape that was, you know, that was the tying up the seesaws for the last three months everything was gone the parks were packed and of course people were protesting in various yeah. towns around us i said can is this is there you what more evidence do we need just to know that there is a we are plugged into a into a circuit board here and there's just fl- switches that are being thrown it's on and off it's it's yeah. how could it be so such a 180 it's well, unbelievable s- speaking of which in your neck of the woods generally oh ma- magically zero confirmed coronavirus deaths for the first day since march in new york city i can't believe it right on ke- amazing how these things just stack so neatly right up against each other what are the odds uh So this is the first uh, this week was the first day with zero coronavirus deaths in New York City since March 11th. We did it. um, Yeah, very conveniently timed for the next hysteria. I like that. And then, of course, the other the news that's getting buried this week, too, amid all the the latest hysteria is the really crazy and optimistic economic news. We've we've chronicled the unemployment claims 
on this show on, on a weekly basis and the rising unemployment rate. Meanwhile, we get numbers that come out on Thursday, uh, on Thursday, 2.5 million jobs added to the economy, added to the economy. We've been tracking the, the bleed. Um, that's actually the biggest jobs bounce back ever. But of course, that's in the context of 40 million jobs lost since uh, mid-March. But overall, that puts the national unemployment rate at 13.3%. And that's down from 14%, uh, 14.7% in April. Economists had been predicting unemployment at 20%. And of course, the stock market performed phenomenally well in response to that news. But nobody yeah. cares. We're not going to no. talk about that. No, because that, that you, you, you can't stay in the past. You can't dwell on any of that stuff. We're on to the next thing. And to, and to, say, to say that, uh, you know, uh, one thing, one reason to be out of, of the house is noble and being able to go to to work and 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 not only support yourself but potentially your family and anybody else that you were you were helping support and then of course just supporting the overall system uh as far as the the, the local economies people being able to pay their rent again i mean this is all this is all just very basic stuff and yeah. now that we're the, the the switch once again has been flipped like i said before i don't know who the health expert was but they said as as public health advocates um, we do not condemn these gatherings that we're seeing all around in the streets yeah. as risky for COVID transmission. Yeah. And that, and that, that that should not be confused with a permissive stance on all gatherings. And particularly they talked about protests against stay at home orders. Just so the ones we agree with. Yeah. Can you imagine the logic? <laughs> this is why everybody's so nuts. And they're, they're openly admitting it. They're not hiding it anymore. That's what's killing me. How can you how can you just how can you uh, commit to logic that's so inconsistent and not witness a societal breakdown to say that these things are good? You can go out there and you can protest and you can be out of the house for a noble cause as long as you don't protest the stay at home order. Yeah, well, <laughs> to, to update on, on some of the protest and riot updates from from last week and the weekend. Uh, mostly peaceful, of course, except for uh, a few exhibits. The destruction of a statue of a Confederate general in Richmond, Virginia. Police officers hit by a car this week in Buffalo, New York. We'll get to that later if we have time. Uh, rocks were thrown at cops in Portland. Fireworks were shot at cops in Seattle. Of course, retired cop David Dorn was killed defending a St. Louis pawn shop on Monday. More on that later. There's actually a charge now for David Dorn's killer. They've identified the killer and charged him. And uh, this is just in the U.S., of course. I've, internationally, I've seen um, countless clips of violence in the U.K. and elsewhere over the weekend. Other than that and many other episodes of violence, it was mostly peaceful. And it's nothing but hordes of humanity being stirred up to occupy the streets. I don't know if you saw uh, this clip. The, this is uh, what it looks like or looked like in Philadelphia recently. Look at this mass of humanity. I mean, we, we've been told... You can't go to any sort of large gathering, whether it's a spectator event or whether it's personal events. Remember, uh, funerals banned unless yeah. it's George Floyd's funeral that serves a political purpose. Weddings uh, banned except for uh, weddings that are explicitly Black Lives Matter protests. Those are fine. We're going to celebrate those uh, in Philadelphia. If it's at the Black Lives Matter protest, Massive Humanity, that wedding's just fine. Sorry to the rest of you people who wanted an apolitical June wedding. You'll have to figure it out for another date to the points fathers you're making births. There's been fathers that have missed yeah, birth because for sure. a couple of weeks there, you, you couldn't have anybody in the delivery rooms yeah. except the doctors and the, 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 uh, the mother. 
God, dude, Un- unreal. Seriously, they're telling yeah. you they're telling you through all of the clues, but even in the explicit statements that you just referenced. Yeah, this is all about politics. It's different rules Absolutely. depending on the politics. Take note of this. This is what I'm hoping. It's like we we can't go back and change our response to the coronavirus hysteria. And I get it. There was a lot of uncertainty at the time. I get the better safe than sorry attitude. Now they're laying down their hand of cards and they're saying, yeah, it was bullshit. We bluffed you. Uh, learn the lesson. Let's remember this. One. <laughs> Let's remember this one next time they try it. Mm. Um, I want to get into the Floyd case just a little bit before we get to the uh, to the to the protests and the the bending of the knees real quick, because I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with uh, what has happened in general this week. But of course, we got the Floyd family autopsy. And uh, this one was conducted by at the family's request by Dr. Michael Baden, who is the guy who did the autopsy on uh, Epstein, concluding Epstein's body had signs of homicide. So he concluded the same thing with George Floyd, finding Floyd's death to be a homicide caused by asphyxia due to neck and back compression that led to a, a lack of blood flow to the brain. Remember, the preliminary report from the Hennepin County Medical Examiner in Minnesota had noted that Floyd had, quote, other significant conditions, including heart disease plus fentanyl and uh, methamphetamine in his system. So both reports agree in classifying the death as a homicide, but they do not agree on exactly what killed Floyd. The family autopsy here says asphyxia caused by neck and back pressure. The Hennepin County Medical Examiner says cardiopulmonary arrest complicated by law enforcement restraint and neck compression. Whatever the case, uh, we know he had a heart condition. We know he, we had, uh, he had meth and fentanyl in his system. And we know uh, we also know he had coronavirus, apparently contracting that. I heard, that about, I heard about that, too. So why not? See, this is so 2020. They're saying it had nothing to do with his death. He, was, he contracted it back in April and was either asymptomatic or had recovered. But seriously speaking, I haven't been able to confirm this. He's got a count in the Minnesota total, right? He died with coronavirus. He's got a count in that total. According to state health officials and Deborah Brooks herself, yes. I mean, there's mm. a lot of presuming going on, so it has to happen. Meanwhile, uh, Derek Chauvin, of course, the, the cop who was kneeling on him, uh, Keith, Ell- the, the case has been transferred to Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison has upped the charge to second-degree murder from third-degree, and he's also charged the rest of the cops in the case with aiding and abetting. So uh, aiding and abetting the, the, the murder. So the, the theory here, pursuant to, to Minnesota statute, uh, is that, well, according to Minnesota statute, I should say, if you kill someone while committing a felony, that can create or constitute the murder to charge. So the theory is, at least it seems what the prosecution is going with, uh, Chauvin was committing a a felony assault on George Floyd during the course of which he died, which brings the murder to charge. That's going to be the case that they're going to try to prove. As far as the other cops, the standard for aiding and abetting in Minnesota is intentional aid, advice, hiring, counseling, or conspiring with a person to commit a crime. In other words, the prosecution is going to have to prove intent on the part of those cops, which is no guarantee. And uh, remember, those cops were brand new, or at least two of them were. One was working his third ever shift, and one was working his fourth day ever as, uh, as uh, both as full-time cops. So these cops are basically going to go with the defense of, that they were following leadership, and, and um, they, were, they were new to the force. Uh, and this is what they're presenting in court. Hmm. Um, and, and, and apparently one of these cops even asked Chauvin to roll Floyd over, but Chauvin refused. Anyway, the most interesting piece of uh, theory on this, I think, or, or potential tinfoil bottom line, Ellison is gambling on a, a more aggressive prosecution. 
Is that because he wants harsh justice or alternatively, is that because he actually wants acquittal to fan the flames of the uh, rioting? I, I was thinking about this, uh, thinking about this quite a bit, and I, I can see it going both. But it's almost like placing chips on different parts of the craps table. Mm. I think that um, I think that you're putting a little bit in either there's fallbacks on everything. Either justice is done. Um, or you set something up. You set, you just as the done, you got more than you thought you would get, or you um, you, you give people another reason to reignite the streets because it's it's exactly what happened with Ferguson. In Ferguson, they had five. They had uh, what was it? It was local, state, military, federal. At least four separate investigations into the accounts of that day that that forensically disproved um, hands up, don't shoot, yeah. and everything. And of course, they the the grand jury brought forth a no bill on on the uh, the shooter out there, and it, it just it reignited everything. And, but at that point, at that point, it doesn't matter what was the facts of the case anyway. None of this, nothing ever mattered after the first splash on the face of the American public. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, that's, we could that's see a repeat. Of, yeah, we probably see that same theme reemerge. And uh, the other piece I wanted to talk about, uh, based on news last weekend, how long until Derek Chauvin is Epstein? How long until he uh, commits suicide in jail and that ignites more rioting? That, according to anonymous sources at the jail at which he's being detained, he is getting that treatment. He's in isolation. He's being checked up on every fifteen minutes. There's a camera on him at all times. How long until that footage disappears and he goes missing? Uh, for this alone, I don't know for this thing alone, if it is exactly what we're seeing it, but if you want to talk real tinfoil, I've seen, I've seen a couple of, uh, a couple of theories, especially the one around that would explain the, the counterfeit money operation that I would imagine there's even, there, there may even be bigger reasons why this guy has now become a loose end. We had uh, someone in the chat on Wednesday claiming that the the shop owner who was connected to the counterfeit money is actually connected to Ilhan Omar as well, but I've not seen confirmation of that. But all the all the odd questions about this case, uh, that's one of the things I've enjoyed the most on your show, is consideration of the oddities that we're kind of glossing over in pursuit of the riots and the protests. But hey, that's... Um, that's where the entertainment is at this weekend, so I suppose we should uh, we should move on to that because apparently the only moral or even acceptable response to these roaming mobs is complete and total capitulation. So, uh, and the thing I enjoy about watching these interactions, if you are called before the mob, you must atone and confess to your sins, which is weird because in most normal religions, that's a path to redemption. But in this religion, it gives you no benefit whatsoever. None. You're still shunned and you're still sent to eternal damnation, <laughs> but you still have to do it anyway for some reason. Why, why would you? I, Anyway, so it's the true. Minneapolis mayor, there's no mayor, benefit. There's no benefit. <laughs> you know, they do it anyway. Drew Brees did it multiple times. He couldn't help himself. He kept going back to the well. Uh, man, I, I don't I, I You know, the other thing is I, I just feel it's scary and it's uh, it's sad to see all that, man, because, you know, Drew, Drew Brees, if you don't if you don't follow the NFL, especially over the almost what, 15 so so years he's been in the league he's been such a hard worker and a good teammate and i'm not even a, a, a saints fan no i hate the guy um, for cheating yeah. the vikings out of the super bowl well i'm a cowboys fan so it's, yeah, it's equally well, we've had bad problems with him i knew too. there was something i hated about you so, what it. are you gonna do i don't know <laughs> i grew up in new york in the 90s and you know there was only cowboys going on at that yeah. time and that's how I got introduced. Either way, but yeah, to, to see somebody who's been so charitable, ripped up and so viciously. And, and turned Damn. into self-loathing and forced to apologize for, yeah, I mean, 
he's got to be in the top 0.1% of people that have helped the city of New Orleans after Katrina and all the rest. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, but wait a second. But, but Matt, yeah. the, the thing about that is for a lot of people, and I, you know, I always uh, hearken back to uh, George, George Carlin and talking about red ribbon, uh, you know, yellow ribbons around trees and how they're symbols and he leaves symbols to the symbol minded. But when it comes to something like the American flag, I, now I don't, uh, I know some very bad people have wrapped themselves up in the flag, but it, it, it's not necessarily a symbol that I, I, I take as some kind of a, a religious kind of a thing, but it makes me yeah. pause to reflect on certain philosophical reasons for our founding, things that I wish that we can all attain together. And, and the other thing that you have to assume, aside from that the flag and our history has nothing but bad in it to be able to go after somebody like Drew Brees, the other thing you have to assume is that there has never been anything for black Americans to be proud of in the history that they contributed to directly, that they were a part of, they fought through the world wars as well. I mean, they just, they just uh, up in Massachusetts, there was a 54th uh, regiment uh, statue that was vandalized. 54th regiment in, in, uh, in, yeah. in the civil war was all black. Yeah. So they're just, they're steamrolling everything. And yeah. it, it's so bad, but this is why Stephen Solzhenitsyn said, you got to cut the root to be able to really detach mm. the person and, and control the future and we'll uh, uh yeah yeah we'll we'll talk all the flag symbolism with mr breeze in a minute here i want to get to um uh minneapolis mayor jacob fry otherwise known as uh, justin trudeau south and he is he so the the riders and the looters turn his city to a war zone essentially i'm sure you saw some of the clips it looks like it's freaking syria or something like that and uh the the protests are still ongoing it seems like the violence has subsided a little bit at least uh, Jacob Fry is still trying to appease the mob. So first he starts his Saturday by joining them for a little dance routine. Here's Jacob. But that apparently uh, no. did not work. No, that that did not defeat white supremacy. Shockingly, no, ju just like Justin not, Trudeau dancing around in a costume in, in India didn't uh, defeat anything either. <laughs> Forgot about that one. Ugh. Uh, so Jacob Fry is called before the mob in Minneapolis to submit to their demands, bend the knee, and atone for his sins. So the mob demands Jacob Fry commit to defunding or just totally abolishing the Minneapolis Police Department. And Jacob Fry refused to commit to that, so he had to do the Game of Thrones-style walk of shame. I've been coming to grips with my own brokenness in this situation, my own failures, my own shortcomings, and I know there needs to be deep-seated structural reform. The systemic racist system needs to be revamped. Jacob Fry, we have a yes or no question for you. Hey! They're chanting yes, yes or no. Or no. Will you commit to defunding Minneapolis Police Department? We don't want no more police. Is that clear? We don't want people with guns toting around in our community, shooting us down. You have an answer. It is a yes or a no. What'd you say? I do not support All right. That's a no. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then he gets to do the whole walk. <laughs> I 
By the way, thank you for getting oh. emasculated responsibly with a mask on. I appreciate oh, that, Jacob Fry. Here, here he goes. This is. That's the mayor of this a uh, major is, American is, city. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have been hanging out with me for some time, you know this is why when we were all watching those last seasons of Game of Thrones together, I said, Bernie Sanders is the head sparrow. He, I mean, this is, I mean, this, this is, look, <laughs> they look think similar about, too. Yeah. What the he- yeah. Yeah, with the with the you know, the hair that looks like it was combed with a, a balloon and and everything else in the, the over it's it just you know the the, the raggy clothes that you, he probably bought at a funeral home or something like that and you, it's just so it's it's so scary yeah and then this guy had to take this walk for saying something so ridiculous and then of course the reason why they want the cops going is because they want guns off the street oh yeah if you just declare them illegal oh. or banned they'll go away bad guys won't won't go into your city with guns anymore. You know, what was it four or five months ago? We were talking about red flag laws and and school yeah. shootings and all that. And and what were we t- how are you going to take people's guns away if you're you're disbanding the police? Well, that's yeah. They want the state to micromanage every aspect of life, but also no cops to do said micromanagement. And the craziest thing is, it's not it's not just the mob that's chanting this. The Minneapolis City Council appears to be following their demands. Uh, they've announced Sunday today they intend to defund and dismantle the city's police department pressed for details on what this dismantling might look like by a CNN reporter. The president of the Minneapolis city council told CNN quote, uh, she's looking to shift the police funding toward community based strategies and that the city council would discuss how to replace the current police department. So it'll be replaced with something, but we're not getting specifics on what that might be. That something needs to be able to be armed and it needs to be able to appropriately escalate force. If there's actually a situation where a, 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 there's a shootout or there is something that is requiring uh, equally lethal force. So there has to be an armed security force in there. Hey, listen, Minneapolis can do whatever the hell it wants. Uh, but I, I don't, I just, this is not going to, everything that a progressive stands for, I'm talking about people on both sides of the aisle, Republican, Democrat, it's all progressive nonsense. And you can't, you can't stand for any of this stuff and not have an authoritative arm of the government be able to back it up and hold people to account. Yeah. There's no way, shape, or form. So that what they're going to do here is they're going to probably put more money into creating diversity officer quotas in all these departments, which is, and they're also going to put uh, rules of engagement are going to be tighter. So it's good. They're going to become the the uh, the London police that they walk around with Twinkies in their holsters, yeah. and yeah. and that's it. Well, and I agree. Minneapolis can do what they want. And a related question here is: Can Minneapolis do what they want and expect us to bail them out? Because that's the next uh, piece of the story. Mayor Fry is seeking federal and state aid for Minneapolis, with early estimates showing at least fifty-five million dollars in damage. Now, I'd be shocked if the total is only fifty-five million dollars in damage, but uh, the the total is is not as relevant as the the question on should we bail them out here or not there uh, he's working in partnership with the governor and minnesota's congressional delegation seeking federal assistance to offset that cost in the past neither fema nor congress has consistently sent federal funding uh, federal funding to cities ravaged by riots uh fema denied 19 million dollars requested for baltimore after the freddie gray riots in 2015 for example now my thinking on the federal role, whether it's law enforcement or financial bailouts, any of this stuff, financial aid, however you want to characterize it, 
you don't get help for disasters of your choosing. You know, if your local authorities are overwhelmed and if you get, or if you get hit by a hurricane, that kind of thing. Okay. I get it. That's a, it's like an unforeseen event that just kind of overwhelmed you when you told the police to stand down and flee their own precinct while it gets burned to the ground. All right. In that case, you get what you vote for. That, that that's, that's your local leaders making their own decisions. That's not an emergency. That is a choice. And I don't think any any uh, taxpayer outside of the state of Minnesota should be paying for a dime of this stuff. No. I, w- w- what was the, the phrase uttered in Baltimore, giving people a safe space to destroy? That, <laughs> that's, I remember that one. Yeah. Got people a safe space to destroy things like it's a romper room in the rumpus room in uh, in uh, in Leaping Lizards or something like that, where you, you just put people in, in, in a room with uh, and it doesn't matter. All the toys are, are made yeah. of foam and you can just you know, go nuts. I, I don't understand. You, you think that the mayor um, got off to that, that shaming? I really, there may be something sexual about it. <laughs> well, Seriously. You, you might be onto something because it's a trend that was all over the country this week and this weekend. Did you see this? Um, I thought it, it was Boston, but it's not Boston. It's, um, it's a police chief in Webster, Massachusetts. So he laid face down on the ground yesterday at the urging of the mob. Check this out. Wow. Hero. It's it's not enough, but it's a start, he says, as though that accomplished anything. Am I is it can I get up now? Can I get up now? <laughs> what the what how? Oh so, wow. This is um his name is uh, police chief Shaw. He did this in solidarity with the die-in. That was started by a local high school sophomore. The protest was um, organized with the police chief beforehand. I remember when the protests to what we were talking about earlier protests two weeks ago were actual die-ins that was killing your grandma. That was causing people to die. That was causing mass scale death. Now we're faking death or representing death with symbols and treating people like heroes for uh, participating in the ritualistic nonsense. Matt, why the hell would anybody in that town ever pay a parking ticket again? <laughs> why would you when you when you look at your police chief that is that is belly down like a toad yeah. right now why would you ever respect the town enough to play, to pay a parking ticket again a slight wind might sweep him away forever he'll never be able to enforce another law jeez uh, I, I'm sure you might have seen this clip. This one was going viral this week, but worshipers in Houston, this was a church ceremony. This was last weekend, actually, at Houston's Cooney Homes neighborhood. White attendees knelt before black attendees to apologize and ask for forgiveness for their years of racism. And by the way, um, quarter black Garrett, Stephen Crowder's uh, producer, he was speculating that was me in the front row. He thinks that looks like the guy, the, speak, the guy speaking is me. Apparently, oh. I was doing some inside operations, intelligence gathering. You be the judge. According to uh, to local reporting on the story, um, I don't know if I buy it, but uh, it says the powerful moment was followed up by the black community accepting the apology. That's bullshit. There's no way that that can't be true. I haven't seen a single one of these apologies accepted. Why? You know what would be really powerful? 
black people, white people getting together, caught on on uh, on tape, all standing at the same height, holding hands, saying a prayer together. If you want to do that kind of a thing, you want to do sure. something else. Yeah, yeah. Just, just 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 be the same. We're talking. Aren't we talking about equality? Aren't we talking about righting wrongs? I always say this. It, you know, depending on who, no matter who is is leading the argument and who's on what side, everybody always tends to get into this uh, this kind of a pendulum swinging mentality where. Uh, instead of getting rid of the whip, the real problem, that the system exists and it can be abused in some kind of way, people think that equality is every 50 or 60 years or so, we should pass the whip from the right hand to the left hand back to the right again. Yeah. Just get rid of the damn whip. And no, it's all about uh, substituting one form of racial submission for another. And uh, as that, like th- th- that's what this YouTube streamer dude was going around New York City doing this week. As far as I can tell, he's just a Hispanic guy who's going around trolling. And this one clip went viral and people were wondering, is it sincere? Is it staged? What is it? Well, as we were mentioning earlier, the guy's not sincere in his perspective, as far as I can tell. But the reactions from the people he's asking to kneel and confess their racial crimes or the crimes of being whatever race they are, white specifically, those are real reactions. So this first one was the viral one excuse me i work for black lives matter i'm, I'm sorry I, I work for black lives matter i'm sorry that i scared you since i work for that company my ceo has told me to come out today and to bring you on your knees because you have white privilege so if they see that a white person is getting on their knees that shows solidarity for the situation the situation and could you just please apologize for you know for your white privilege just apologize. I am. I'm trying to think of the right word. Speechless. Say, that's, a, that's a big thing to say. It's, it's big. It comes from... It's, so, it's large in this country. I'm incredibly, incredibly sorry that... You know, with this country, we have that President Donald Duck, that clown in office. You know, he's brought a lot of bigotry, and you're not a part of it, right? No. No. You know, you guys... Okay, so so that's that's the, the clip that went viral and, and people are wondering the authenticity. But here's just a couple quick other ones. You can see he's got these other white chicks down on their knees and it's hard to hear, but listen to what they're saying. He's asking them to admit their, their guilt by association for the George Floyd murder or George Foreman, as he was repeatedly calling him throughout this stream. And they, they'll, they'll happily do that. They'll happily admit their guilt by association. No, you guys should be guilty because it was a white man. So you guys, yeah, are, do you feel yeah. guilty? In part, you're you're an accessory to. Absolutely. I just want you. And then same kind of deal for this this older couple here. To apologize for you know being you know being white essentially because you guys are privileged. You can say it because I know. Thank you for apologizing. Oh, I'm For being you know having this privilege just in life. (laughs) Which Mortal Kombat characters are those? I don't know. Well, Street Fighter is Blanca, right? Or Blanca's in Street Fighter. She yeah, looked Street like Fighter. elderly Blanca. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think the, yeah. the other guy looked like uh, looked like a you know a scorpion with uh, with botulism. <laughs> Something, some kind <laughs> they, of a wasting disease. Retirement has been rough on the various fighting video game characters. No, no doubt. Uh, and if you watch this full stream, uh, like I said, you, you can tell the authenticity of the reactions because some of the people refuse and some of the people just kind of walk away from him. There's no way that all of this is staged. It's 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 really high level trolling. Uh, so at a weird way, I kind of appreciate what the guy's doing, even though it is sort of abusive to these people on the street. Oh, yeah. But what he's exposing is is a disastrous level of just self-loathing and self-hatred and a willingness to to 
kneel before other people on, on a basis of race. This, and, and it's 2020. It's the current year. What, what progress we've made. I, I don't think here's the here's the thing because there is no they understand the reality of of what kind of a a, a place that uh, America is that most people are very very good and that you have the the same old the same old squeaky wheel minority and I'm not talking mm. about black people I'm talking about minority the elite the upper echelon that are under because what we're what we're looking through right here is just the the triggering. The triggering of long-standing traumas in society, and I—it's so so horrible for me to to look at here because I'm just—I'm not in any position to ever deny anybody's life experiences. I don't blame anyone for having any kind of the prejudices that, that they do based on whatever the hell happened to them coming up. If you are a black person that is, that that is has been always. Uh, picked on by white people i'm not going to say listen man it's on you you shouldn't feel that way about white people or whatever the hell it is but what i wish i could dismantle for people or be a part of the dismantling is that above all of that above the fact that yes societies go through these evolutionary changes over long drawn out periods of time and it's messy and you learn a lot about people through shared pain and through just sometimes becoming punch drunk and you say you know what i don't want to fight anymore you know, I'm just punch. We've lost so much. Let's just stop. Who knows how it happens? But social evolutions go on and they they take they take hold, whatever. But what we have here is above all of that, the norm, the, the, the normalcy of getting together and just living your life and crossing paths of people of all different kinds. And you build your experiences over time. On top of that is a mechanism. This machinery that is that exists a level above where all of these traumas that society naturally has over time they are triggered in very highly organized ways hmm. everybody is responding to stimuli at this point and it's not that racism doesn't exist it's just that there is a bigger thing this is this is organized across the world right now yeah okay yeah, it's basically everywhere i just wish that we could all see the same strings to the same machinery you don't well, have yeah, to it, deny it, anything yeah, it, it is frustrating that um, I, I don't agree with the narrative of like systemic racial bias in policing. That said, I, I, I'm I'm sympathetic and understanding to the idea that um, that maybe we do need some sort of um, a hard look at, at police tactics and a hard look at, at police enforcement strategies and all that sort of thing. Maybe that's true, but it seems like we should have some sort of alliance in a skepticism of the state and a skepticism of authority. Instead, what we have is a weird situation where a whole bunch of people want absolute state authority enforced by some community. Like they want absolute state authority enforced by some localized community police force that exists only in your imagination. There's all these inconsistencies and incoherences, and then whatever common ground we may have is just uh, it, it's 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 muddled by all the the racial uh, provocation and all the yeah. racial characterization, you know, hey, which, which I'm fine with. I, I've said here too. I mean, what, what's going to happen? You're, you're, you're ultimately, you're not going to see a true dismantling of the police. You're going to, you're going to have some kind of a politically correct and completely neutered version of the poli police yeah. put in its place. And you know what? Yeah. Nobody is criminals and people who are out there, career criminals who are really are the ones that, uh, that are traumatizing neighborhoods and stuff like that. And then, of course, we can get into deeper cultural issues that create these kinds of hotbed uh, neighborhoods that policing is very important to, especially for the people who live in low-income, high-crime areas that are scared for their life. I mean, a lot yeah. of these cops are called on by people who are scared for their lives. 
They don't you ever you don't ever think about that. And yeah. um all that goes out the window. And for and for what? I don't I don't I don't know. Well, speaking of uh, politically neutered, uh, Drew Brees might be the award winner this week, if not for Jacob Fry. But uh, God, man, I don't know that anybody bent the knee more in a more cowardly fashion than uh, New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees did this week. So controversy started when Brees was asked by a Yahoo News reporter on Monday if he expects more kneeling for the national anthem this season and what he thinks of that. So as we listen to this clip, he was asked a question and there was also a lot more detail in his answer to the question that was then was played in a lot of uh, news coverage of this story. Here's uh, Drew's answer. And a lot of people expect that we will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. So I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that. I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. Thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s. And is everything right with our country right now? No. It's not. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better. And that we are all part of the solution. Oh, how dare he? How dare he? <laughs> I can't believe that is wow. so outlandish right there. But, but but of course, Matt, what is at the base of that? That we are we are not all Americans there. This is a, I was actually talking to Anthony, uh, my, my brother and, and my buddies outside a couple hours ago is that when you really look at what's going on, especially with that very highly organized way that this is being rolled out around, uh, along uh, the world, that this is not a, na- this is not a, a battle among nations. It's a battle among ideologies within nations. It's spiritual, mm. it's ideological. So when he says that this is for everybody and w- America, this and that, you have to understand you may be, he may be speaking as a traditional, uh, at least a contemporary American who's proud of their country. You know, when you and I were growing up, there was nothing like living in the time when the Mighty Ducks movies were coming out. That was <laughs> so good to root for America. And it was that, a time of great unity. Yeah, it really was. That's yeah. gone for people. It is, well, it is taboo to say you love your country. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going through that controversy right now, and he's caved, unfortunately. And it's not that his answer is controversial anyway, but the parts nobody talks about, he did, in fact, acknowledge the civil rights struggle. That was part of his answer. He acknowledged that there are problems in this country, and he says he wants unity in solving them, which is, to him, what the anthem and the flag represent. But, of course, the mob's going to come after him. Uh, His teammates, it really pisses me off that his teammates took to Twitter to virtue signal instead of, like, you got Drew's phone number, man. Just just text or call Drew and be like, hey, I want to talk about what you had to say. No, they go to Twitter to virtue signal. LeBron James goes to Twitter to virtue signal. And so a breeze apologizes by text on Instagram saying, I'd like to apologize to my friends and my teammates and the black community, uh, the NFL, anyone I hurt with my comments yesterday, it breaks my heart to know the pain I've caused. And of course, this is what we're talking about. Why bother with the apology? You meant what you said. And by the way, nothing you said was even controversial. So then Shannon Sharp gets on his Fox sports show and rips Drew Brees up and down saying, yeah, he apologized, but it doesn't matter. He doesn't get it. He issued apologies, Skip, but it's meaningless because the guys know that he spoke his heart the very first time around. Correct. Now, I don't know if I, I don't know what Drew's going to do, 
but he probably should just go ahead and retire now. <laughs> he, it will never be the same. And what he said, it wasn't what he said, it's how he said it. He was defiant. I will never mm -hmm. respect a man. But if the black man doesn't have the same freedoms and liberty as the white, what good is the flag? And Drew thinks that, well, I, I got me, you know, that's what it means to me. I feel a sense of pride, a sense of honor. Everybody doesn't feel like, like that, Drew, because it hadn't represented them in the exact same way. And Drew somehow thinks that the flag is supposed to mean the exact same thing for a black man as a white man, when this country has never been mm -hmm. the same for a black man as a white man. Drew, what country do you live in? Even if you felt that way, why would you verbalize it in this climate at this moment? Not now. No, you can't have a dissenting opinion when I say so. No, yeah, don't don't do that, especially boss. especially one that's unifying. Because remember, when this whole George Floyd um, publicity, uh, the, the publicity that came down on George Floyd, uh, Mr. Jo I hate using the name so casually. I'm sorry, I get very awkward about it. I don't know this guy. Nobody does, but yeah. he's been turned into a golden calf, and, and they even put him in a golden coffin, which is <laughs> really the as far as the idolatry uh, uh, and the and the uh, the imagery of the whole thing and the pomp and circumstance. This has become a little bit of an orgy at the bottom of the mountain, if you ask me. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's very odd. But the but as far as the news breaking on Mr. George Floyd's death, everybody, whatever they were seeing on that video, astounded and completely mortified and, and horrified. Everybody, there was no there was no dissent. There was no dissent on that. Pretty much, yeah. We we got reorganized into the seventh grade dance that this all is. Everybody stays on their side of the gym. Nobody can dance together. Yeah. Just make your assumptions about the icky girls, make your assumptions about the smelly boys, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, Shannon Sharp's response here, it, it drove me nuts. It's like, well, black people and white people don't have the same freedoms and liberties in this country. Really? Tell me how you did not have the same freedoms and liberties, millionaire black man who rose in a meritocracy because he's excellent at athleticism and now has God knows how much more money on this wildly popular show that people like to tune into and listen to what, you know, what were the liberties or freedoms that you didn't have in the accumulation of your wealth? Please do tell me. The, and the problem with that is that it's so easy to leave it in, in a reductive state, no matter how, how much you talk, because they don't want to go too much deeper beyond anything. Because if you if you say, okay, well, are there very highly disadvantaged part, parts of the country? We know that there are very, very poor people in, in Appalachia. Uh, uh, you know, there, we know that there's very, very poor people in big cities, in rural areas. We know it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, somebody out there doesn't have the same, uh, regardless of their color. And obviously, adjusting for population, there are millions of more white people that are living below the pro poverty line. It always comes down to adjusted for the, the population. Why is the black community, the black population of America, uh, historically always doing worse off than everybody mm -hmm. else and of course we can never go beyond racism because we no, cannot it we cannot it analyze would require problems. a little bit of introspection you'd have to it, analyze behavior yeah you have to analyze government inter inter interference in everything mm. and government in the ability inability for government and this progressive type of mentality of things to take responsibility you remember in the 1990s i mean i dug it up for a uh, i dug it up for a show i did a couple of months ago but I think in 1997 is when the CIA released 
the results of the investigation they made into themselves as to whether or not they were instrumental in the crack epidemic and they found themselves not guilty okay so this is all stuff and then of course lyndon johnson did did so much to not only destroy black families but white families as well single mm -hmm. motherhood across racial lines are going up everywhere because government's getting bigger and you can't go that you get you can't go that deep because it offends uh, it offends people's sensibilities when you start talking about what's actually happening to people, people, the species, and what's also happening on a governmental level, which, of yeah. course, they can never walk back. It has to only grow. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's always more government is the solution to every problem, even the problems the government created. That's very odd. Uh, but as far as Drew Brees here, I, I, I was amazed because Shannon Sharp came out and said, like, yeah, you apologized, but your apology means nothing. Uh, and I'm going to rip you anyway. And Drew Brees' response is, well, how about a, another apology, a little more heartfelt this time? How about once more with feeling? Here's Drew Brees on video this time trying to atone. I know there's not much that I can say that would make things any better right now, but I just want you to see in my eyes how sorry I am for the comments <laughs> that I made yesterday. I know that it hurt many people. I wish I would have laid out what was on my heart in regards to the George Floyd murder, Ahmaud Arbery, the years and years of social injustice, police brutality, and the need for so much reform and change. I am sorry, and I will do better, and I will be part of the solution, and I am your ally. Okay, Drew. And then we're kind of short on time on this topic, but uh, he, he, President Trump ripped him and made fun of him, said you shouldn't apologize. Drew Brees came back and and uh, you know tried to double down and saying, uh, oh, the, the, the white community needs to listen to the pain and suffering yeah. of the black community. You know the whole uh, the whole look bit. At me. And um, and and now Brees' wife is out saying white America is the problem. We have to we have to flog ourselves. White Americans are the problem. It's us who's creating all of the issue here. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, I just I just want to remind people. Uh, they've served the New Orleans community, 60% black, by the way, with a decade of charity, including two and, a, two and a quarter million dollars for Hurricane Katrina reconstruction, five million dollars for coronavirus relief just this last March. They have a cancer charity that has supported families globally with tens of millions of dollars. But yes, you're the problem. You're not doing enough. You better apologize. Not only did not only do they keep apologizing and attracting more controversy and criticism while they apologize, but the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, also came out this week and said the exact same thing. Uh, we apologize. The NFL apologizes because we didn't take black players seriously when they were kneeling and we didn't listen. And so he had that whole bit. He posted it on the NFL Twitter account. And then what do you get on ESPN? Uh, oh, it's not good enough because Roger Goodell didn't say Colin Kaepernick's name. That's why Goodell's statement did not mention the name Kaepernick, the surest sign yet that the NFL is unserious about the actual work that needs to be done to make this right. So whether it's Roger Goodell or Drew Brees, he, Brees specifically made the ultimate mistake here. That is to say, you, you came out, you said what you said, you were asked a question, you responded. Then you, then you bent the knee to the mob. And now everybody hates you because you'll never earn the mob's favor. You, you, th their favor was never available to you, no matter how strongly or heartfelt you, you apologize. When you cave on your convictions, you just lose the people who had who um, who respected you because of your willingness to stand on your convictions. So Drew Brees has lost everybody just for answering a question in, by the way, a, a fashion that is the in all likelihood, the majority opinion in this country. It's not even some fringe or weird opinion that he has. 
you, you know what? It, I, it's it's interesting there because I didn't see that last apology video, but um, in the first video when he was making the incendiary remarks, when he was yeah. making the incendiary remarks in the first video, I was watching his eyes, and and I I sat back with myself over here and I was saying to myself, you know, I, I whatever the hell I'm about to see, whatever the hell I'm about to see right now with the apology that that's that's forthcoming. It's just going to be a fearful man, a yeah. fearful man who 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 thinks that he made a misstep and he 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 can't go back change something that is going to that is obviously da- going to damage some relationships he has with people all over the place in a very indelible way. And when he said, "I just want you to see my eyes," I didn't see. I saw his eyes when he was speaking from the heart, and he wasn't saying anything bad. And he I was saw much, his eyes um, then. He was much more confident, and he was just much more authentic you could tell he meant what he was saying the first time around and every other time since then has just been like well here i am to say the thing that i have to say because the mob says so you know what i um i just thought of because you, you're seeing what someone like drew Brees just got uh, crucified for yeah. and then i think about what is what is un you cannot say what you cannot say we cannot go next to and then other things that people say that are completely glossed over i remember last year it was 2019 for sure it was a warm month too uh, Emily Ratajkowski, you know that model? Well, she's a. She's, uh, I I don't. But I think her her last name is Ratajkowski. I don't know. Okay. Either way, when Alabama passed the uh, one of their pro life bills in 2019, um, she went out there and she made an, an incredible statement that people just either didn't notice or they shared because they thought it was equally poignant. And the incredible statement she made was something to the degree of that this is going to um this new law is going to adversely affect most of all black and brown women who hmm. rely who need abortion use abortion as their only tool to to destroy to stop the um the 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 private prison feeder system hmm. I, I i i took a step back i caught my breath and i did you just say that in the womb there is no choice for a black or Hispanic child. There's there's no outcome for their life except prison. You can say something like that yeah. and, and be applauded for it, that this is why you need abortion, because if it's not for abortion, these children are definitely going to end up in jail. Yeah. What and 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 that is not a scandal? I no, can't believe of it. It's not. We've entered weird times, man. Um but uh, let's uh, let's take a quick super chat break, and then um, I want to I want to catch up with David Dorn's case really quickly. After that, uh, he was the uh, former St. Louis police, the retired St. Louis uh, cop who was killed at a pawn shop trying to defend a pawn shop amid all the looting. There's now a charge in his case. Just the question of uh, which which Black lives really matter to Black Lives Matter. I think his case is one you don't want to gloss over. But really quick, uh, let's let's catch up with Super Chat a little bit. See what people have to say. Uh, Luna. Oh, wait, no, no, sorry. Susan's new system, by the way, I'm sure you know. Susan's new system behind the scenes, the new YouTube updates, terrible. Far worse than they used to be. I don't know if you have opinions on that. What happened? They're just hard to navigate. Like, well, I guess she banned your super chat. Never mind. So maybe you don't have to. Yeah, the new super chat system sucks. Uh, But uh, anyway, (laughs) Holden... uh, 
Holden Mulray says, uh, there is a saying that each generation thinks it discovered sex is the same true for racism. Yeah, it's like we're, we're the first ones who have dealt with this issue. We're the ones who are going to conquer it once and for all. Uh, 2A says, Matt broke into my store during a riot. He smashed in the back doors and pounded on me like a savage beast, <laughs> leaving me bruised and sore, not sated by that, or not satisfied by that. He beat, he, he, he beat out one side protester. <laughs> we'll go with that. Congrats to the new mom and dad. I hope everyone is doing well. Well, thank I saw, you. For I saw that video on Live Leak. Actually, you might. Of, of you, you might. beating the hell out of him. That's my backup plan after Susan uh, takes care of us. Is we'll we'll try that career. Luna says, "Hey Matt, I was in Missoula last summer, and the locals in Bozeman said it's ritzy and posh, and the local bars allow you to sit your dog on the seats at the bars. It's uh, and it's rich snow bunny college kids." It says Vince in Kelowna. Um, Missoula is just full of hippies. That's the hippie central of the state of Montana. It's kind of like the Portland of of Montana. So um, not my favorite spot, but hey, I'd rather live there than uh, a lot of the other more compromised spots in this country. Ben Ritter says, hey, Matt, a PC version of Election Year Knockout comes out in three weeks. I'd like to send you a copy and uh, reach out and see if you're open to a bumper ad still. Uh, or good luck with Blonde. few people uh, might still watch. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, if, you're, if you're sticking around with us, we appreciate it. And yeah, send me an email, man. Uh, just a couple more over here. Hassan Chop says, Blonde... Uh, any excuse not to do a video. Congrats and God bless you. Yeah, she, she's, she's cut back on her production lately, but I think this one's maybe a little more understandable. Uh, JK says, we lost a good man in the line of duty yesterday. Thanks uh, for the show. RIP Sergeant, friend and colleague from the County of Santa Cruz, California, RIP. That's a story I don't even have time to get into, but yeah, a police officer was ambushed uh, in pursuit of a criminal there in Santa Cruz. That's why I get a kick out of... Um, of uh, Shannon Sharp saying, you're going to say that in this moment, in this time. Well, why can't I emotionally hijack the debate and say, you're going to take that anti-police stance at this moment, in this time when a cop has been murdered. What? Anyone exactly. can do that. Anyone it, can do that. Exactly. But the, the problem here is that nobody ever equate, they control this, this, uh, this dialogue in a way that we're always, we're, no matter whether you are on attack or defending, you're playing in their arena. There's never any distinction between, the relationship between free individuals and the state. You know, it, it's, for example, why the hell is anybody, anybody finding it any kind of strength inside of them to defend a private business, a private citizen having their lives ruined because of rioting and looting when yeah. you are, your gripe is being stated to be with a, a, the establishment, mm -hmm. the, you know, the, 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 the policy enforcement wing of the establishment in one particular city. It makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. So, last one over on YouTube, Long Dong, Long Dong John, great name. John and I once made love, and it was an unforgettable experience. He even bought me dinner first. Y'all need to up your game. Also, I can confirm the dong is. I got to be careful about this one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can read that one. Come on, man. He's just bragging about his endowments. That's all. Miss you, Daddy John. Uh, thank you for uh, supporting the show. And just a couple on Streamlabs. Then we'll move on. Uh, Sergeant's, uh, no, no. Uh, Cameron says, uh, why does everyone want the police to take a knee? Isn't that how we got in this situation? Fair point. Thanks for the great video last week, Matt, about the lockdown hoax. If there is another wave, let's hope deaths are disproportionate. <laughs> I, can't, I can't read that. Uh, I don't hope for the deaths of anyone on a disproportionate basis. I'm telling you. Stay, stay <laughs> safe, is, you two. <laughs> this, was, this was the fun part of our super chats I, when I had them so many years ago. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Streamlabs is a little more lax, I guess, but we'll see. Uh, Sergeant Snow Ape says, "Potato Apes, it's time to defend your kin." Snow Ape Uprising, twenty twenty. We Snow Apes are a proud people. Unlike you, Spaghetti Apes. Uh, yeah, you it- you Italians. Yes. <laughs> I assume, anyway. I don't know. I assume you're of Italian heritage, but I don't know. Yes, I'm of Italian descent. Yeah. Uh, Cameron says, um, congrats to Blonde on the baby. You're going to be a great mom. Remember this about raising kids. Teach them correct principles, and they will learn to govern themselves. Wishing you the best of luck. Insert the 14 words here. Well, that's Blonde's blonde's, blonde's prerogative if she wants to pursue that. Anyway, let me uh, highlight where I left off. So we can catch up with this a little bit later. Thanks, guys, and thanks for patience. Uh, normally, it's Blonde's job to keep track of Super Chat, but you know I'm doing the best I can to handle all aspects of uh, production tonight. We're good over on um, DLive as well, but for you guys over on DLive, before I forget, my stupid computer doesn't like blow up. I'm going to try to. Uh, there we go. I'm going to try to open up the uh, treasure chest for you guys. So sit tight, hang out for that. Uh, I'm going to have to move the show along because I asked you for 90 minutes, and I intend to be close to that, and I don't want to. Don't want to be rude to our guest here. So real quick, the the only thing I wanted to say just in the context of kneeling for uh, the, the, pro- the protests, the riots, the kneeling, Black Lives Matter, all of that narrative. Uh, I, I just I wonder which Black Lives Matter to Black Lives Matter and and this this movement and this narrative, specifically in the context of um, of David Dorn. Who, uh, who is the retired cop in St. Louis who was gunned down trying to defend a pawn shop. But before we get to that, it, there have been at least 11 people killed in the protests seeking justice for George Floyd, many of them black people. In the interest of time, I'm not going to go through all of them here. One of them, in full disclosure, one of them was killed by police uh, in Louisville when they were trying to disperse a crowd. But a lot of these are killed by gunfire related to the protests, killed by other events uh, related to the protests. And, uh, and, and of course, David Dorn might be the most high profile case here, but to put this in perspective, according to the Washington post, uh, the police killing of unarmed black people in 2019 is something like 10. And even among those 10, several of those guys were attacking the cops and lethal force was justified, at least as investigated. And you'd probably argue that's the case. So we're talking about a very small fraction of people. And if we're looking at something in the number of 10 black people killed by the rioting so far, that's in a neighborhood of two weeks time versus 10 unarmed black people killed by cops over a year's time. We're looking at death of black people related to the rioting at a pace that far outpaces uh, Especially black when you people take killed the white, by cops. White Innocent, unarmed. What's white unarmed? Because I, I, I know uh, it's that we're also always... a small number, but it's it's larger just because the demographics are larger too. I mean, hey, uh, I don't know. We're a nation of rubberneckers um, as it is. We we do a lot of rubbernecking when we're so, on. You know, we we like seeing we like seeing the. But the thing is that it's been personalized in some kind of way. We yeah. hear about unarmed uh, uh, deaths by at the hands of police. And if it was a white person, no, we don't even hear about it. If we did, if uh, uh, if we did, the only the only time anybody on out there would really start uh, to, uh, taking note of it is if a if this was happening in your town, b if it's someone you knew, someone you loved, and then everything else is just a, a passing story. So yeah. it, once again, what do, you know, Matt? You know what happened? Um, you, and you're talking about. Oh, well, actually, keep going. I, I don't know what you you want to go with the um the, the deaths in the street. Well, I do want to get into David Dorn a little bit, but if you, if there's another, if there are other specific events, feel free. Um, 
but but David, the reason David, the David Dorn case is is so interesting is is because I mean it's an awful case, but unless I'm mistaken, I don't see any mass protests or and or riots in the name of David Dorn. David Dorn was a retired police captain in St. Louis. He was 77. He was fatally shot while responding to an alarm at a pawn shop on Monday night. There were 25 arrests that night. 55 businesses burglarized. Dorn was shot outside of the pawn shop. Um, sorry, fiance's texting me. She says more bants with Frank. <laughs> we're, we're banting. Now she's just distracting me instead of playing, instead of doing her technical job. Uh, fiance. Hello, fiance. Yeah. Uh, there was, there were 25 arrests that night, 55 businesses burglarized. Uh, Dorn was shot outside of the pawn shop, 2:30 AM bled on the, he bled out on the sidewalk. You can actually yeah. see him bleeding out on surveillance it was, footage. It was awful. Yeah. Just heartbreaking, terrible footage. We're not, we're not going to show that. Obviously, uh, he was a father of five grandfather of 10, 38 year vet of the St. Louis police department. Breaking news just before the show though, man has been charged in Dorn's murder. He's 24 year old, uh, Stefan cannon charged with first degree murder. Also charged with robbery, burglary, armed criminal action, and being a felon in possession of a firearm. I can't believe the gun control didn't work in this case. Uh, wow. and I just, I just want to, Pose the question rhetorically, why doesn't David Dorn's matter, why doesn't his life matter to this frenzy as much as George Floyd? The riots are killing people, as we mentioned, at a pace at least comparable, but you could argue far faster than the police are, at least killing innocent black people. Why aren't we talking about that? Which black lives are the ones that matter and why? Because it seems, again, pursuant to a prioritized political narrative as opposed to the inherent value of the lives themselves. Yeah, yeah, the short answer is that the Bolsheviks don't care about anybody's lives because once they get the power they want, they even put their own up against the wall. They do not care. Yeah. This is this is it that's the short answer. They do not care. Uh their logical inconsistency is actually a a very well used and effective tool of the psychological war in itself. If nobody mm-hmm. ever has any kind of honest footing on any kind of a or any kind of code or a or um, you know uh you know any kind of principles if that's all void, then you do whatever the hell you want. And I saw this man uh, take his last breath. It was awful. And I can't even tell you some of the comments underneath it, the awful comments underneath it. And then I had people, really? okay, hmm. over here, <clears throat> this is the thing here. People notice this stuff. They're noticing, okay, well, no matter what Anderson Cooper, this, this, this very, very well-trained, intelligent asset is telling me every night, no matter what he's telling me, nobody else is telling me, we're seeing that this is a very violent, unstable situation and that people who should not be targeted are being targeted and that the message is not only getting lost, it was never actually stated. Nobody, there, There's no goal here. So it is yeah. all just civil disruption for the safe sake of being Bolsheviks. And, um, yeah. you know, I had a couple of people over here. There is quite a bit of businesses in my town that just boarded up because we had a, uh, a a protest today, and people were getting. And most of the business in my town are are of Hispanic background now too. But you know what? Regardless of your black, brown, white, and regardless of what you whether you believe in the cause or not, and everybody did at first when we all saw it. Uh, they people's livelihoods are at stake, so they started boarding up their businesses. Now there are some people in my own town that are 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 tongue in cheek giving boycott orders to everybody around town of, hey, please say thank you to all of the the uh, the businesses that did not board themselves up as mm. if as if they they imagined what we're seeing on on the TV every night. But people mm. are 
They can't see the reason why it would be understandable, even though maybe in certain towns, when you know the people who are going to show up to a demonstration, you can probably think it's not going to get out of hand. Yeah. But it's your life. And you've just been told you can't work for three months. People are dangling <laughs> by a thread. No, this it's just that you, it's, you want a haircut, you selfish bastard. That's all oh, it's God. about. Do you, um, do you have interest in talking about this, uh, this issue with the Buffalo police force and the shoving of the old man, or would you rather move on to, uh, to, uh, the Sesame street bit on CNN in the interest of time? I just don't want to keep you longer than I asked you for. I'll stay with you as long as you need. Let's, uh, let's do, we can do Sesame street if you want. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's, 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 uh, the, the TLDR on the, um, on the case in, in Buffalo, everybody saw the footage of the Buffalo police force pulling uh pushing over that old man as they were moving a crowd and the, the old man bled from his ear and he was put in the hospital he's stable but he was in serious condition they fired the two cops hmm. who uh who apparently were behind that and then it was reported that uh that all this was uh the unit that did it was basically an emergency response team some 57 cops and when those two cops who pushed the old man the footage is terrible. Um, you know, yeah. I, can't, I, I have it, but everybody's seen it. And Susan Wiki Wiki says I can't show it uncensored anyway. But uh, but initial reports that so they, they they suspended those two cops and they put them uh, and they put them on unpaid leave. And according to the police union, all fifty seven members of that special response unit, that emergency response unit, resigned. And I at first interpreted that to mean that they resigned from the police force. They didn't. They resigned from just the emergency response team. So they're still on the force, but it was also reported that they resigned in solidarity with those two cops. Mm. And according to two cops speaking with uh, local news here, local ABC, that was actually bullshit too, or at least uh, not true coming from the police union. They're saying we quit because our union said they aren't legally backing us anymore. So why would we stand in a line for the city with no legal backing if someone uh, or something were to happen? Uh, this has nothing to do with supporting each other as the cops, the city, the D uh, and the district attorney, they're not representing those guys at all. They have to find their own lawyers and it has to come out of pocket. So uh, another officer tells uh, local news here, you can't ask people to do something. And then when they do it and it goes bad, uh, you just tell them that, that they're on their own. Now to be clear, based on everything I've seen here, this looks like a case of police brutality that is to be condemned and should be disciplined and all that. The other side of this coin that is not justification, but is a consideration. Uh, to what extent are we watching these cities fan the flames of these riots and then ask police officers to go out there and, and kind of manage it without using the force that is necessary and then not backing them up when they get into trouble? That's not to justify this individual instance, but I think that this is part of a pattern that we've talked about on this show where you make the, the job of policing all but impossible. You also demonize them to the point that they are that they're hated by a significant portion of the community. And the question becomes at what point would good cops ever sign up? If you don't like the scene of this old man getting pushed, I think the recipe that we're building is, is going to create a lot more of that, mm. not less of that, unless you want to go full Minneapolis and just say, there's no police and safety is requirement uh, and, and danger is banned. Unless you want to go that route. What 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 happened in in uh, D.C. Didn't it? Didn't somebody say that there was a, I don't know, a um, they wanted the National Guard to to be deployed, but without guns, like they just wanted them, you know, they wanted them armed. Do they with get flop, you know floppy dildos or something like that? They get armor, or are they on their own? I don't know. I, okay, I, I think that this, you know, if you actually did arm them with floppy dildos, <laughs> the um, people would be a lot, a little bit more. Uh, easy going 
I think that there's something funny about that. That you mushroom can stamps for everybody at that riot, man. Yeah, all gonna just be, be <laughs> ironic. People, a couple people go home with a couple of well placed welts, but you know everything's yeah. fine. Got hit with a couple of dicks. <laughs> uh, well, maybe, maybe that's the route to peace. I don't know. I'm open to any idea at this point because the world's so crazy that um, I don't know. The prior benchmarks for crazy don't seem so silly anymore. Anyway, I wanted to get to this CNN and the CNN town hall and the child indoctrination that's going on. We'll talk about that last tonight. But there's a lot of attempts at the at, at child indoctrination into the Black Lives Matter narrative. CNN, I think, was the most egregious example this week. They collaborated with Sesame Street to host a town hall with Elmo and Van Jones and the Democratic mayor of Atlanta, as well as some pediatricians, so that children. It's mostly black children and self-hating white parents can ask questions about how to indoctrinate the young. This is just a sample of Saturday morning's programming. The clip is a little long, so if you have any immediate reaction, because I don't think you've seen this yet, right? Uh, No, but I knew it was coming. And uh, let me just say that no matter what we're about to see right now, this is just the the little bit more made-for-children's uh, version of what usually goes on at CNN. They actually tailor this exact kind of messaging for older people who think that they're adults, but they're really just children in 75-year-old bodies. All right. Well, here we go. Here's a sampling from um, CNN's Sesame Street Town Hall on racism. Not all streets are like Sesame Street. Across the country, people of color, especially in the black community, are being treated unfairly. How are people being treated unfairly? Are are they the Indians of the Sesame Street world if they're red? Like, how do the races of Sesame Street break down? I'm curious here. Why Why is he speaking so... I don't know. Like, what is this? The stoicism. Yeah. The stoicism. Oh my God. Well, here, here's Van Jones telling you how he's a victim of society. Family. You know, somebody who's got brown skin like me. You know, we work just as hard as everybody else, but we get paid less money. And you know, sometimes a police officer might think somebody's a bad guy just because that person's got dark skin and then doesn't treat them very well at all. Uh, We have a question next from Sean, who's a nine-year-old from Illinois. Take a listen. If black people contributed so much to the development of this country and the world, why are black people treated so badly? Some people just don't know any better. Some people say that hurt people hurt people. And I think that's what happens when you see uh, black and brown people being treated unfairly. What is the best way to begin this conversation with the very young children? Our daughter is nearly two. And I think it's important to start. This is one of the pediatricians. Start with history and start with context. People were brought to the United States as workers, as slaves that were unpaid and that was not fair. And then you can start to build on that conversation to paint to where we are right now and how this has been something that's been going on for years and years and years, centuries. I want now, this one here, this is the highlight of the entire event for me. Pay attention to the kid's question and the answer. Centuries. I want to be a neurosurgeon when I grow up. Can I operate on racist brains to change them? Oh, Dr. Heard Garris, I want to tell He's Kyle cute. yes. Uh, but you are the, <laughs> the medical professional here, so I'm going to leave that one to you. Absolutely. As doctors, you operate and you care for everyone, no matter their attitudes. But with that being said, we are working really, really, really hard to change people's hearts and minds and policy 
so that later on you don't have to operate on racist people's brains. You can operate knowing that everyone is behind you and rooting for don't you. Don't worry. You don't have to worry about opening up somebody's noggin and taking out the racist part. We're going to try to break their souls. <laughs> yeah, don't, We're not going to use the scalpel. We're just going to use the force of law. That's so much better. I, I mean... Where, where do I be? First of all, I, I, it's always amazing to hear wealthy, educated black people teach us how there's no way for black people to succeed in this country. Well, you guys clearly beat the systemic white supremacy that dominates the streets outside of Sesame Street. Maybe it'd be better to teach kids how to do that instead of teaching them that everything is someone else's fault. And so the mom that we saw, your kid has barely started speaking and you're asking, to, you're trying to you're asking how to condition her with complex political thoughts. And the pediatrician's response is give her a history lesson on these specific elements of slavery from centuries ago. Uh, uh, here's an answer. How do I teach my kids about systemic racism? Don't give them a childhood. That's the answer. That it doesn't take a pediatrician to answer that one. And uh, God, I don't know. It's, I'm sure you have thoughts. I don't mean to, to take all the time here. No, I, I just, I don't. I'm 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 thinking very kaleidoscopically right now. Uh, I hmm. I'm, that's what I'm seeing. Just it, it's it's just so. Um, where do you start? Where do you start? You know, there's a, there's an old phrase pointing out the the soft bigotry of low expectation. Yeah, and and you you think about that, and that's exactly. I'm I'm going back to Emily Ratajkowski again, thinking about what she what they can say to just say okay. Just make people feel comfortable, more and more comfortable to live within that victim zone. Because, of course, as she said, policy is everything because policy means billions, if not trillions of dollars are in your in, is in your hand. That's why nobody is actually if people really cared. I love talking about the differences between, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. And mm -hmm. um, whenever especially whenever I, I, I have some you know of my black and cap friends on i I've, I've spoken to a lot of them about you know i wanted to learn more about this because it was it was starting to finally make sense to me about uh what was the difference between the two the forced integration and just also just some somebody who um has dealt with racism in their own way but also but wanted to double down and reinvest into their independence from the system it yeah. actually put putting I don't care. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people out there that are going to hate me because of my race, hate me for one reason or another, and it's fine. It can happen. But I think that we all have common ground in making sure that that system is not there to pick and choose winners anymore because we've all been on the the, the ass end of it from time to time. Yeah. And and that's the one thing you never, ever talk about because they don't care about abolishing the system. The system is worth trillions of dollars. They want to be able to 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 point and redirect the river. That's what they want to do. Yeah, and and that's the stuff that bugs me the most about it. It's like we could talk about well, when what is the appropriate age here? All these weird specifics of it, but the parenting philosophy more generally, whether you're applying it to systemic racism or anything, drives me nuts. This sort of stuff is the worst possible approach. If you condition a child to believe that the world is stacked against him, well, guess what you've just done? You've stifled his potential. The best parents, the best dads. Uh, teach their kids they can accomplish whatever they put their minds to. The worst parents teach you that you have no chance. And so the point that you were making, everybody faces challenge. I don't care who you are. You're going to face challenge of a variety of types. Some of it might be racial. Some of it might be otherwise. But a good parent teaches children to navigate those challenges because that's much easier and more productive and will lead to a happy life. If you teach your children that it's the world's job to adapt and change to you, to suit you, 
they're just going to sit around their whole life waiting and demanding that happen, but it's never really going to happen. You got to teach your your kids to, to take action and face challenge, even if that challenge is unfair. But yeah, instead we're going to make these demands. Otherwise, did you, um, are you familiar with Tim Wise? No, who's this? Tim, Tim Wise is a, he's a, he's a racial activist type guy. He's, he's like the king of the self-loathing white people. I, I, last I saw him, he was in Chelsea Handler's Netflix documentary. I forced myself to watch on white privilege. I don't know if you caught that one. That came out like. Was that, was that your fiance's pick? No, uh, sometimes, no, she didn't even watch it with me. I watched it alone. How sad is that? I mean, that's But awful. I took notes and I made a video out of it, so it was productive at least. Uh, <laughs> Tim Wise is this racial activist. He, anyway, he's on CNN, and he's got a similar piece of advice. He's saying, listen, if, um, if, if, if black kids can't feel safe in this country, then we need to make sure that white kids also don't feel safe and don't enjoy innocence either. Listen to this hot take. The important thing for white parents to keep in the front of our mind is that if black children in this country are not allowed innocence and childhood without fear of being killed by police or marginalized in some other way, then our children don't deserve innocence. If Tamir Rice can be killed, then white children need to be told at least at the same age. If they can't be innocent, we don't get to be innocent. And if we would keep that in the front of our minds, then perhaps we would be able to hear what black and brown folks are telling us every day and have been for many years. (laughs) All right. All right. No, no, wait. Go for it. This right here is exactly. This is the. I'm sorry about the shaking. It's on a. I'm You're on getting a riled coffee, up. I can tell. I'm getting coffee tabled over here. Yeah. This is what's going on here. Uh, when I listened to that 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 thing say that just a couple of seconds ago, I'm thinking about the Eastern Hemisphere. You think about all these uh, these these conflicts. And all of these investments we have made into deposing people and reinstalling one leader over another, hacking up the North Africa, hacking up the Middle East, and just completely playing a game of dominoes with the entire world. You think about that, and you think about what happens after that. Think about the migrant crises. You think about the borders and what's going on in the EU, what goes on in the U.S. You think about how everything that these people do, the people, the moneyed interests in the world, Okay, all their friends and intelligence who control all of these special these special uh, operations that are going on that we don't even know about. All of the moneyed interests in the world they create migrant crises. They destroy countries. They destroy people's livelihoods, their families. They radicalize them, and then of course they push them. They push Mm. them and blow those scattered dandelion seeds into other places of the world that they want completely completely to, to uh, experience culture, culture shock, fear, death of their own. And what do they do then? The people who never voted for going out there and destroying other countries, they're being told to put aside their xenophobia and their racism and accept the end to life that you knew it, the, the end to your culture as you knew it. You have to accept that. And they always, that mechanism up top, they always control everything while we have to deal with the shit the same thing is happening with this guy right here he's saying on a smaller level he's doing the same exact thing government and all these these progressive mealy-mouthed handsy people that have their 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 minds and they have they want to grub everybody's everything and just take what they can they're creating all this crap. They're destroying culture. They're destroying families here in America. They're, they're, all of their ideas are leading to the worst, of things getting worse and worse. And then at the end, they say, don't you dare think of anything else but how to make sure that you call your privilege into atonement. It's the yeah. same play over and over again. Yeah. 
I, I just thought it was so uh, indicative or so representative of the general left-wing perspective on these issues. Even if I grant the idea that, that black kids are systemically targeted or at a systemic disadvantage, which I don't, but let's say I do. The answer for him is, okay, let's make sure to bring down the white kids to that level. You know, it's, it's, let's make sure to ruin everyone's life so that there's equality in the suffering. That is always, normally is, they're is not, not willing socialism? to, socialism? normally they're not willing to admit that, but in this case he is it's like, well, equality is of the highest order. As long as we're equally suffering, that's fine. Um, the only other item I wanted to get to before we call the topics, uh, call the topics finished for the night is the wall street journal did a little bit of this, uh, this bit as well. They published a piece, uh, that, that is all about how to talk to your children about the protests and about Black Lives Matter and their questions, basic questions posed to pediatricians. And uh, one, the second question in the stack here is simply, how do you explain the violence that is happening now? And if you can't predict it easily, the first answer uh, tells you exactly which direction this is going. I don't condone violence. This from a professor of pediatrics at uh, Johns Hopkins Medicine. I don't condone violence, but, <laughs> but here's the analogy. Imagine being bullied every day during all three years of middle school. And on the last day of school, when the bully hits you one more time while you're walking by, you shock the bully and the bystanders by hitting him back with all your might. The violent act does not make you feel better and you get in trouble, but, it, but at that point you had had enough. Okay. A great lesson for kids. What, what if the bully is imaginary? What if the bully has never actually bullied you? You've just been convinced by a bunch of people telling you that the bully bullies you, but you don't even have any direct experience that you can explain of the bully doing this. Anyway, another, yeah. uh, another pediatrician says, uh, Chris, remember Chris Cuomo did this. Chris Cuomo, mean? he did a, he did a spot. It was on CNN. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was one, one during those, one of those, uh, Antifa flare ups. I think something, something Berkeley related or whatever, but he, uh, he spent some time on his show to break down the difference between a good punch and a bad punch. I think ah. I, was, I was thankful he did it because it was, it was something I was wondering about. Another, uh, another pediatrician chimes in here. Very short answer that concludes sometimes good can come out of a bad situation. So you know, violence, I don't condone acts of violence, but sometimes good can come out of a bad situation. This is another uh, pediatrician here, uh, much, uh, much similar to the one we heard on CNN. Parents need to remind their children that hate, racism, and violence have been ongoing for 400 years. You've been enduring centuries of violence since before you were even born. Therefore, a violent reaction is understandable. And lastly, uh, one other says uh, <laughs> this from the Race Institute for K-12 through Educators. <laughs> Whoa. I wonder <laughs> where they get their funding. That's the thing. Uh, police officers are given permission to use violence. And that means their bias is especially dangerous. Uh, you need to emphasize to your kids that uh, the fact the fact that the protests are largely peaceful. Well, I hope you do that in the context of all other protests that were characterized as implicitly violent simply because people were armed or otherwise. Yeah. Even on this point, I don't necessarily disagree. Yeah, police officers are given permission to use violence and we should hold them to high account. But we're going to perpetuate this narrative that they're hunting people on a racial basis without really a way to uh, substantiate that with any certainty. No. Not at all. Anyway, that's the those, these are the new experts. Don't forget, we had the coronavirus experts X amount of months ago. You weren't supposed to question them. These are the new pediatrics experts who give you lessons on the morality of violence, courtesy of the Wall Street Journal, CNN, and otherwise. Well, the the uh, what's it called the see, I remember maybe it was it was early 
early April. It was around my birthday because I was I was streaming from home because my uh, the computer at the studio had crapped out on me, and I was I was listening to this woman that showed up on CNN. I think I think uh, Van Jones might have even been on the the uh, the telecast, and she she was given a couple minutes to explain why being black is a is a uh, pre existing condition. And because oh because because being black in in this country um, comes with so much extra stress, that's why you become diabetic and overweight ah. and have heart problems and everything. Ah. All the things that make you more susceptible to having th- this lethality yeah. of uh, COVID become an issue. That's yeah. how they were explaining the science behind COVID is coming after black people instead of white people. Yeah. And and of course, just like the pediatrician is breaking this down in in a racial sense, so was this. Uh, they they had something ready. Yeah, I, this other this last pediatrician had one more comment I wanted to highlight. If children are upset by seeing infrastructure be damaged, remind them that they are safe and that property can be cleaned up. Help them focus on the importance of human life above property. This is the other piece of the narrative we're we're seeing. Property crimes don't really count. In fact, the only crime that counts is murder. So go ahead and break a few arms if you need. In what context would this ever work? Sorry about the assault, but I didn't take your life, so it's you know it's not that bad. Your your yeah. your broken arm will heal. Uh, your 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 destroyed car can be repurchased. Your business that was burned down can be replaced. Well, uh, people do people have a right to their property or do they not? Is it right or wrong to destroy other people's property? And if you have to just point to a worse crime, well, there's always a worse crime. If just pointing to a worse crime justifies even partially crimes generally, uh, we're going to enter a very bizarre upside down world of morality. I shouldn't say we're going to enter that. We're already there. We we're living in a world, according to them, of of absolutely no objective moral standards. Only only the political goals of the mob, and that is the uh, that is the the rules to rule the day. Anybody who says that, uh, don't worry. You're, you're, I mean, come on. The the cause is greater than your your store, um, and you're oh, you can always get insurance to pay you back. A there's there's two problems with this. Number one, re- remember, and once again, I know the short answer is they're Bolsheviks. And nothing matters. It's yeah. the most nihilist group of people ever. But um, you take that number one, you say, okay, well, uh, the, the people that we are angry at right now are not the ones who are employing people in the in the, the local economy. It's not the mom and shop, the mom and pop shops, or or even a franchise that someone spent tens of thousands of dollars to be able to get the rights to open up. So there's that. And then the second thing is that if you can so wantonly throw that around. That oh don't worry your insurance will pay for it the cause is more important you have literally never spent any any time building something of value in your Probably life true yeah. ever before D- that is not a sufficient answer yeah. if you have ever put anything any time into anything that that was that was important to you to ha- have anybody tell you don't worry if if you know a, a marauding group of uh, of teenagers comes and rapes your work your life's work and destroys your shop or whatever the hell you were uh, you were working on don't worry about it there's insurance for that it's only a couple yeah. of months until the claim no you don't understand the years that sometimes goes into this it's the risk people take to try to be independent it's it's yeah. it's awful yeah is murder wrong if there's life insurance covering that person <laughs> the the insurance angle to me has always been silly not to mention it's like yeah you realize if you just want to go beyond the philosophical and talk about the practicality of replacing the lost good through insurance you do realize that the target that was burned down yeah it's insured guess what just went up the cost of insurance for target guess who's guess who's paying that cost 
it's getting passed off to the consumers in that neighborhood. Any, I, 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 that, that argument is so shitty. I could, I could talk about it for hours, but you've been very gracious with your time. So, so thanks for hanging out with, uh, with me tonight and helping making the, helping to uh, make the show happen in some sort of a uh, full capacity, despite blonde's absence. Um, I'm going to go through super chat for the rest of the stream. I'd love to have you hang out and we can, uh, we can, talk about whatever the chatters want to talk about for a little bit, but if you're on any time, any type of time crunch, feel free to, to get out of here and I can, no man, I'm, I'm a, what, I'll stay with you till 11. That sounds fun. Oh, whatever, whatever. Well, we'll we got a lot going. of chatters, so I don't know how long it'll take, but you, okay. you, you, you tell me when you're feeling like you're, uh, you've had enough and I appreciate your presence. So no uh, doubt, no doubt. I'll cut out at, I'll cut out at, uh, 11 15 at the absolute latest. And I also want to express my congratulations to blonde again, because um, I, you had talked to me about this weeks and weeks ago that the, the day was coming. And when yeah. that day came, you, you'd love for me to come hang out. A, thank you once again. And B, all the congratulations in the world to Blonde. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous she got it over with. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting, you know, I'm starting to get nervous myself. And I, the other thing I want to thank you for, too, and I hope the audience understands, uh, Frank was basically on call. I mean, that was the cool thing is I was able to go to you and say, I'm going to need a fill in, but I don't know the day. Can you basically like show up on a moment's notice if you have to? And and Frank was willing to do that. So uh, appreciate his efforts. And uh, if you want to check out his show again, quite frankly, TV linked in the uh, description. But let's see what the chatters have to say. Paul B says, uh, happy for blonde, but not this combo, at least. Um, at least the last co-host sub I remember, Lauren Chen, also had also had tits. Sorry, Frank. Jeez. Why am I paying for this sausage fest? I can get that in the army. <laughs> Disavow. <laughs> well, we, we're trying to be um, we're trying to get diversity in our staff quota here on the show. You know. Well, you're not gonna like my show. It's just me jerking off in a room by myself. <laughs> Jeremy uh, says, uh, tell blonde that men on a genetic level will think that is a beautiful picture. Um, you're talking about her being exhausted with her kid. I get what you're saying that like the image of a mom exhausted with her kid is, is something to appreciate. It's, it's, it's way to, you appreciate looking at that in a, in a way that's different from appreciating women in like some kind of sexual context or something like that. You know, Mm. it's, um, it, seeing that picture warmed my heart because as, as blonde's friend, I know how much, physical struggle and how much mental anxiety has gone into birthing that little child there and to see that that struggle manifested on her face was really cool to see yeah um sarah says uh there's some strange contradictory footage from the floyd case body cam park law enforcement and surveillance footage have you seen it yet it's posted on a facebook post i've only seen the surveillance from a restaurant is there more do you know about this I, I've seen a few of them, and, and of course, they talk about how there's you, people are trying to spot the people who are on the, the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. They're trying to spot the people who are there and try to get a mapping of what's going on, because already the way that the, the police um, apprehended this man and walked him from one side of the block to the other side of the block, there's a lot of weird repositioning and, and, and the way that they manhandled him, and I, I don't know. It's, it's odd. It really is odd. It, nothing about this seemed, um, I don't know, on the by the book. Then again, I don't know how they do it in Minnesota. I just can't get over the posing. The fact that the Shelvin is basically standing there smiling for the camera and posing while people are filming him right in his face. I just, I, it's the whole thing's so weird, but we'll see. It is. Uh, did you hear the, uh, did you hear the, whatchamacall, the, uh, um, the money laundering, the money laundering counterfeiting theory? 
Oh, no. well, can you do it in briefly? I don't know if we have time for this. Maybe. I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll save it for another time. That's one thing I like about your show. You're willing to go on um, weird angles that not a lot of other people are talking about. I know that's what my fiance loves about it, too. Very weird. She, she's into like the she's into the tinfoily stuff. She's kind of got me to dip my toes in a little bit over time. Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Blippity Blue says, congrats to Blonde Matt. I'm sending this through YouTube for you, too. Well, thank you uh, for supporting the show. Very much appreciated. Speaking Sovereign says, I lost six pounds in the last 10 days. I'm motivating myself by donating $3 per pound loss per week. Hopefully more to come. Cheers. Well, thanks for including us in, in that plan. That's a hell of a weight loss over uh, six pounds in 10 days. That's that's impressive. So you keep at it at that pace, whatever your goal is. I'm sure you're going to hit it quick, man. Uh, Freddy sauce says, abolish the police. What are they going to do? Replace them with a series of armed local groups looking for their own communities, (laughs) looking out for their own communities. Isn't that how gangs started recipe for another Zimmerman every week? Well, it's also a very libertarian perspective and philosophy. That's why I can't get over these people who want every aspect of life policed by a non-centralized police force. Yeah. But here's the thing. I always talk about this with, with some of my anarcho-capitalist buddies because I'm a minarchist type, I, I just believe that if you take if you were to take a a ninety five ninety five percent of the world off the map, let's say it's a real virus that went and uh, a real like global killer virus that went and wiped everybody out, we had a chance to actually start all over again. Like in the stand, we just have a natural tendency to group on together, and of course security is a thing there. But my whole thing is that if you're if in, if the pure libertarian stateless societies ever really going to work there needs to be a intellectual evolution in that direction mm-hmm. and what we're seeing right now in minneapolis you remove those safety net i don't know you you remove the the authority which is police and what's left under there it's not a moral understanding of what is yours and what's somebody else's and <laughs> yeah, non-aggressions chaos. principle it's it's yeah. chaos yeah. so we have philosophically and, and spiritually just been just stabbed it's communal property and that's why it doesn't matter if you destroy someone else's property what's mine is yours and yours is mine and who cares if we burn it all down yeah it's got to be incremental josiah says uh fentanyl uh fentanyl's worth of od meth heart attack unaffected by the taser murder two is going to be impossible to get in any actually objective court i fear the day i fear the day that anyone let alone derek anyone involved but specifically derek chauvin is acquitted um i I'm, I just hope I'm not anywhere near any major city when that when that uh, t- when that day comes. Royal Wind says, um, "I've never seen so much shameful abasement in my life. I hope more of the country sees how crazy this is, or how how crazy this is than it appears." Basically, no statistics back up BLM's central claim. Total madness. Yeah, the, the, they're not citing a lot of statistical information. It's just moral platitudes and uh, catchphrases. Mojack four uh, four twenty says, uh, "So whites have to take a knee." Uh, will <laughs> will blacks give up their necks? Is that we're, that's how we're going to acknowledge this thing? We're going to reenact the George Floyd scene everywhere, or maybe we trade. Maybe the black people kneel on the white people to correct. <laughs> how yeah. many? How many will it take? How many sim- pieces of symbolism? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how how many statues are 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 enough? Yeah, the currency is very odd. It is. There's no <laughs> Bubbly- exchange. Bubbly Noodle says, uh, first paycheck after almost two months without a job. So enjoy some back-to-work shekels. By the way, congrats to Blonde. Well, glad to hear that uh, your work situation is improving. And, of course, thanks for supporting the show. Gumble, uh, Grumbledore says, Frank sipping a water bottle like a pussy. Get a beer or some whiskey. 
don't you drink? Uh, congrats to Blonde the Baby. You got to understand that our chat is uh, it's all in good fun. No, I, I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine yeah. with it. In fact, I, I'm, I've, I've been drinking A because I think it is an affront to an, an audience to listen to somebody with cotton mouth. And mm. B, because, you know, I was I was a little inebriated not too long ago, but I wanted to be semi-sharp for you. Gotcha. It's always I, I do the Christine Blasey Ford rule on this uh, show. One beer. One beer is exactly what it takes to, uh, you know, just loosen up a little bit and feel comfy without getting sloppy. You ever watch people's live streams where they're like taking shots for money? Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> start, start, start crying and shit. <laughs> you say weird things. You look like a total jackass. It's not worth it. Freddie Sauce says, um, you know how all the cartoon characters are usually facing left or right? And it's super weird if they look straight at the camera. That's how I feel watching your normal channel videos it's creepy uh yeah i I suppose i kind of like for my stream setup i i like offsetting my camera a little bit because it's kind of got a blue light on it and just right in my face while i'm reading stuff makes it weird to me so when i'm doing my solo videos i'm speaking straight into the camera but on a stream i'm usually not because i find it i just find it odd but uh phil or uh, uh, bill says bill uh, bill mcpherson frank love your show found it through matt been listening for the last few weeks tried to call and got kicked out wednesday wanted to let you know you're doing a let you know how great of a job you're doing matt's pretty cool too and bill's a great guy so i'm glad he's gone over and checked it out oh great i great they, uh, was bill the guy in discord that i tried dragging into the uh, the call in the call in room and it kept getting kicked out because Maybe I'm sorry, Bill. I'm he's sorry. uh he, he we do our we run our Wednesday show on Discord too, and he's been experienced in that, so I'm sure he knows how it goes with Discord, you know. Uh Black Magic says uh Mar- I don't know if I can read this one. Do you who's Martin Van No <laughs> I can't no, I can't read this one. That's too crafty. It's um it's it's assigning blame for 9-11 is what is what this one is. Uh-oh. And it almost slipped by me. Uh, thank you, Black Magic. Austin <laughs> Lord says, where that's going. congrats, Blonde. Appreciate, uh, appreciate it. I know she does, and uh, we do too as a show. Aaron Hines says, uh, please give a shout-out for the recall effort in California to dethrone Governor Gavin Newsom. Visit the webpage Recall Gavin 2020 if you want to get involved. Hey, I hope so. Uh, but uh, is California too far gone? I don't know. I, good luck to you guys. I, I feel terrible for you. Uh, Sarah Pond says, sent you the link by email. Yay, quite frankly, on the Sanity Safe Space together. What a great combo. Y'all are great. Much love to Blonde and the new one. We'll keep them in our family prayers. Well, thank you kindly. Thank and you. I'm glad we could do this crossover too. It's, uh, I hope that, um, that, that Frank and I and, and this show and our shows can work together frequently in the future. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, all in, we're all under the oppression of Susan Wiki Wiki together. So we kind of got to form alliances, you know? Yeah, I know. I know, and her and her sister has a uh, monopoly on our DNA, so it's, they're getting, they're getting more powerful. Slugs forty two says, "I've been to Fort Benning, Georgia, or been at Fort Benning, Georgia for basic training, but I've been delayed for two months because of the Kung flu virus." Wow! So not only are we um, suspending training of doctors for coronavirus, but uh, we're potentially delaying the training of soldiers as well. Well, thanks for uh, for serving the country, and um, and I hope that uh, that that nonsense gets uh, turned around quick. D white S says, congrats blonde. And that's a big donation to the show. So I appreciate that very much. I am not going to be niggardly. Uh, Derek Finley says, uh, George Bush did coronavirus. I didn't even have time to talk about that today either. Oh no, Mitt Romney and George Bush don't endorse Trump. He's toast this time. Drumfler is done. (laughs) Yes. Stupid. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. As, as though Eddie could, there's nobody sitting around waiting for George W. Bush's endorsement. And I love people going back and saying, you know, 
I disagreed with George Bush on policy, but I never doubted his love of country. Yeah, go back. I remember Hitler mustaches on George W. Bush, too. I remember, I remember Monkey Face put it, being put on top of George <laughs> W. Bush's uh, head. I yeah. mean, seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Jo- uh, Darlene uh, says, go ahead and kneel or whatever you want to do to virtue signal. As for me, I will go with facts and statistics. What happened to not all Muslims? Same applies to every other group. Congrats. Blonde. Yeah, fair point. You don't hear a lot of not all talk when it comes to the enemies of the movement. Nope. Joel Dykeman says, uh, remember everyone, a doctor's note is now required for First Amendment rights. But the medical tyranny is coming. Don't uh, you, you joke, but seriously speaking, I know you've talked about that a lot about that stuff. Uh, and the, 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 uh, the, I was listening to you talk about Dershowitz and the mandatory vaccines and all of that sort of stuff that, that potentially might be coming here. Well, um, the idea night, last night, uh, oh no, was it uh, third? No, Wednesday night, I did the a little bit more of a circling back around on uh, Cleon Skousen's The Naked Communist where um, the, the 45 tenets of uh, or the goals, stated goals of communism that were read into the the um, the uh, the congressional record in the 60s were written on out there. And, and two hmm. specific uh, points of the 45 was about capturing and dominating this the, the psychiatry um, industry. And of course, we know that because psychiatry is being weaponized with things like red red flag laws and all that. So it's you definitely check that out. The Naked Communist, it's as prophetic hmm. as any other book. Real quick over on DLive, uh, Christopher says, Ohio Democrats declare racism public health crisis. Get ready for that. And um, Black Phillips says, uh, Frank Trotsky himself invented the term racism. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. If Hold on. True. I just want to take a, uh, a drink here. <laughs> Make sure. Ah. That's how men drink water. Oh, it's, it's to get back at the prior chatter. See, that's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not, not getting behavior. back. I wanted to get. I. I was. I agree. It was a very sissy way of drinking water. <laughs> I wanted to get something wrong. The- All right. Uh, thank you guys over on D Live. Returning back to YouTube. Uh, incompetent hand says, uh, "Mad blonde isn't doing the compound." Blonde has talked about doing this, like uh, making her own isolated community in northern Idaho, sort of Waco, Ruby Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> that we've <laughs> joked about for a long time and she was serious but her husband said no so i don't know if it's going to happen but uh more mad that blonde's daughter's name doesn't begin with an r i wanted it to be called rebecca's western desired society it's wordy but we can shorten it to rwds right wing death squads congrats blonde maybe maybe you i don't know never say never she just has to convince her husband Better, better call Saul says, uh, or better call Hall. Sorry, better call Hall. Frank and Matt, please check out uh, LouRockwell.com. I think you will find it to be an interesting and amazing resource. Uh, sure, if you uh, send me an email so I remember, and I will uh, give it a look. Freddy Sauce says, three of my buddies and I have purchased body armor this week. Back order on plates is two to twelve weeks, so I know they we aren't the only ones. Hell, even Tim Pool is getting an AR with help from Crowder Clown World. Tim Pool got a nice Sig ra- uh, rifle with the help of Steven Crowder. So that's uh those things aren't cheap, man. That's a quality piece of equipment. And I'm glad that Tim is going to be uh, protecting himself. I didn't even have time to talk about it tonight, but another record month of gun sales may was, and June is going to be off the charts for and uh, first time buyers too, which is, yes. is very important. Yes. Uh, as long as they don't put that gun in their drawer and continue to vote Democrat, uh, then we've, <laughs> then we're in good shape, but I, but who knows? We'll see what happens there. Earl Turner says, as long as uh, melanin-laden Americans, uh... <laughs> I can't, I can't read this one. Uh, no, I, that was a little too spicy, my man. But 
<laughs> but thank you for supporting the show. Peaceful Pundit says, if George Floyd had simply taken up... <laughs> Oh no, they're getting, they're going, they're going after you. Come after Maybe you, I could, if George Floyd had simply taken up jogging, he might not have died of heart disease. Okay. All right. All right. We're just, all right. Metal man says, uh, they, they said it was a madman and they told me it wouldn't work uh, too late. Uh, do they realize metal man was right? C4 squirrel militias were a good investment. Hey, if you got C4 squirrel militias guarding, uh, guarding your lawn, you're in good shape these days. I would say, Patrick Delano or Delano says, uh, my favorite doctor came from the cause uh, or came to the cause of the death of George Floyd as due to asphyxiation, not from physical evidence, but based on his viewing of the video. So much reasonable doubt the cops will walk unless a thumb is on the scale. Probably true, unless there's more evidence that we haven't seen yet. Mm. Achilles says, uh, go ahead if you have thoughts. No, no, no. There's so much about this that is weird. So yeah. much about this is weird. It's it's a triggering mechanism, and it's only got to get ramped up. Remember, Matt, it's uh, it's June seventh. They gotta they gotta get this to uh to to November. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that you talk about the Yellowstone super vol- volcano, and I've I've looked at the uh, the the earthquakes going off there too, and I was joking on Twitter that at least the next crisis will take me out quickly. Well, the earthquake and, um, is that's going to be September eighth. That's going to be the day before <laughs> Hil- Hillary has to go and appear before, uh, in court. Oh, oh, and then, um, well, I saw the news that there are tropical storms forming now, too. It's going to be the hurricane. Hurric- hurricane, Yellowstone, natural disaster all at the same time. Yeah, Th- I, I, take your, I take your words of advice seriously that this is, this is the insanity with five months to go. So buckle up. I know. Uh, Metal Man says, uh, oh, sorry, uh, I skipped one or a couple. Achilles says Chauvin won't be Epstein because he doesn't threaten the Clintons. Mm. Fair point. YouTube name says my TDS father is getting red pilled between owning a new restaurant during Corona and watching the protests and the destruction. It's nice since politics wasn't the big cause of arguments between him and or politics was a big cause of arguments between him and my mother. Well, uh, I hate to have someone come around to the right ideas through personal suffering, but if there's a silver lining in such a thing, uh, maybe, maybe that could be it. And I hope things turn around for the business, obviously, very soon. Metal Man says, uh, it's just a redacted note about, about how Metal Man and I once made love. Matt and I once made love redacted, my redacted with his redacted, and then he twisted his redacted. Uh, federal prosecutor redacted. This, this must have been a juicy one. Wow. Thank, thank you, Metal Man. Is that live leak video out there? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there's an uncensored version somewhere. Certainly not in Susan's super chat. Mike Bob says, uh, cool to see, quite frankly, as a temporary host, I live in New York City as well and have the exact same Roland electric drum kit as Frank. A uh, couple of band recommendations for you. Opeth and Ghost, check them out. Oh, I know both of them. All right. You know, I, I often listen to, every once in a while, Blackwater Park, Opeth, I, I listen to a lot. I have never seen them live, though. And uh, that's probably my my favorite album of theirs. They're the kind of band, Matt, that put, puts out an album with like maybe four or five songs, but they're all 17 minutes long. Oh, yeah, sure. So, yeah, it's good, good, great stuff. Son of the Wolf says a Vikings fan and a Dallas fan. Oof, I'm off. Uh, <laughs> or I'm a Packers fan. Go, Pack, go. Um, well, uh, agree to disagree, but hey, we can uh, settle differences around here peacefully. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, we'll see how the NFL season goes this year. I, I didn't even have time to talk about it when we were getting into it, but the, I, I'm someone who's a pretty devoted NFL viewer. 
the more they inject the politics into it like this, the tougher it's going to be. Uh, I don't know that I can take much more than it already has than already has been done. If I have to endure a political lecture to watch football, I, I guess I probably won't watch football. It's so, become impossible we'll for me. Like I, I understand. I knew, like you know, whenever the Cowboys were on, I would mostly just get notifications on my phone. Yeah, and uh, every once in a while, I, I actually even missed a few games on Sunday nights. I first of all, I hate I hate Sunday night game. I hate the night games. Yeah, I didn't get to watch the Vikings destroy the Cowboys on Sunday night in the fall. <laughs> oh, that happened. Good. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good game. Point. It was in Dallas. Yeah, uh, Freddie Sauce says uh, mandatory body cams requirement to disclose reason for stop immediately and a robust civilian review board that has teeth to oust bad cops would fix ninety five percent of the problems. Instead, we got Democrats. Yeah, I'm certainly open to reform ideas. Uh, you know, but but these are the sort of specific proposals that aren't coming from the mob. If you give me a specific proposal, we can consider it. But instead, it's just like ban ban police and build utopia. How? Uh, just do it. Here's a specific uh, uh, proposal. Uh, kneeling on somebody's neck in Minneapolis, if you're a cop, was acceptable. I mean, uh, that, yeah. was, that, that was a move that could have been right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, and, and what, what are you doing? That's your city council, which is 12 to 1. Democrat to Green Party. Don't forget the one flank of the left. Yeah, yeah that's their the, voice of dissent is the environmentalist man over there saying ban all the carbon, uh, ban all the fossil fuels. That's it. It's 12 yeah. to 1 Democrat uh, Democrat and the one Green Party member. And then everything else, everything is Democrat. Everything. Yeah. So go ahead and do it. I mean, just come on now. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I was saying on Wednesday. For all these places that are controlled by Democrats but still have systemically racist police forces, in their view, at least, how long is it going to take you to try something else? Try racist at that point. If you think the other side is try racist, it doesn't get much worse than what you have built through this devotion to the Democratic Party. Try literally anything else. Yeah, it, it can't be worse. Uh, RH says Frank and Matt once made love. Frank said, "What is this bit?" And Matt whispered in his ear, "Shh, relax and don't fight it." I actually kind of did say that before the show. I said, "There's going to be weird super chance." My philosophy is just go with it, let the meme flow, and don't oh, fight it. No, super. I my my super chats were delightfully obscene uh, before <laughs> they were taken away from me, and yeah. you know that's that's <laughs> what it is. That's the way YouTube works. Oh, we built something that people love. Let's figure out how to meddle with it so they don't like it anymore, so they can't use it. Yeah, it's Susan's reign, basically. Uh, Sock Puppet Joe says, if Dems want no police in their community, they should do it. I want to see it happen. I, I want a lawn chair and some popcorn and a lemonade from afar. Preferably watch it on the internet, not in person. But I do want to see it for sure. You're going to need a bullet shield too. <laughs> Constantine says, do you think we'll see more of Black Lives Matter after everything settles down? Or will they fade away into irrelevancy again? I saw Cernovich and Candace Owens sharing a chart, a Google, like a Google interest chart or a, some sort of chart measuring online traffic of Black Lives Matter. And it spikes in 2016 and it spikes again in 2020, right on cue. So don't doubt the political motive behind fanning these flames and the political use. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Metal Man says, uh, anyway, I got uh, back to work. I got to get back to work. Stay strapped. And if you encounter woodland critters wearing C4 vests, use the code word Scooby Snack and they will supply you with food and ammo and instructions to link up with my Minutemen. Well, I may have to take you up on that offer. Certainly, um, Frank behind enemy lines in New York is probably in more trouble than I am. But they're coming here, Frank. Your people yeah. are moving out of New York and California and they're coming here. And they, we just had a ballot. We, we just had uh, an election this last week. 
and uh, they're voting for tax increases. Move in here, up the property taxes, make everything crazy expensive like where we came from, and then wonder why it didn't work again this time. <sighs> like locusts. Yeah. Like locusts. Grim Turd says, uh, for Frank, thanks for filling in for Blonde. She has huge shoes. You nearly quoted Orwell, quote, who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. Interesting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Maggie uh, Ellis says, hey, Frank and Matt, love you both. No, not like that. Don't get weird. Congrats to Blonde. And uh, about all the craziness, it's like one giant worldwide LARP and it's and the cringe. It hurts. Hey, I have a huge appetite for Internet cringe. Even I'm sitting back and thinking, okay, that's enough. Like I'd like a little more. <laughs> this well, clown, you, this clown you, show is a little too clowny for me now. What about the gay? What about the uh, the guy uh, from I don't know where the hell where, where he got he got a cut on the leg and they they put the tourniquet <laughs> on him. Did you <laughs> see that with the belt? Yeah, and it was. I yeah. watched that on my yeah. show the other night. That one and the girls <laughs> that they threw trash at somebody on the on the uh, street. And he turned his car around to come out their way. He said, "Call the cops!" Yeah, yeah. He came with like he came out with some like medieval weapon, I something it. to stab him with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Get one two three says, "Congrats to Blonde." Well, thanks. Uh, Blackwig says, "Without a police force, I give Minneapolis a week before it comes a no go zone." Yeah, uh, little Mogadishu will just become Mogadishu. Period. Um, Boogeyman nine one seven says, "Welcome, Frank, and congrats to Blonde." Frankly, abolishing the police has to be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard coming from the left. I wonder how many red pills have been taken over the last week. It polls terribly. It's not a popular uh, policy proposal with the American public. So let's see the Democrats run on this. You know, the best thing about this, Matt, is that if you like, that's why I I tell whenever I have the opportunity, it doesn't have to happen that much, especially in the last couple months when nobody sees each other. But I always tell progressive friends of mine, you know. I know you're going to roll your eyes at this, but nothing's ever going to get and ever going to get better until you become more conservative than me. And when I say, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. never going to happen. Seriously, yeah. there's no way that you can even prepare a person for living in a police free environment unless they start preparing for looking at the world in a different way where well, you're you going to have to be such a self-reliant responsible person that progressive values are no longer yep. compatible with that lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's, it's not possible. Um, Saint says, if y'all want, uh, want this, I'm carrying my gun on my, on my truck and I better not hear a word about your gun laws. Matt, glad you decided to class up the joint with Frank. Keep it classy motherfuckers. Well, uh, (laughs) are you saying blonde is not classy? I I don't know if that would be the first adjective I'd use to describe her, but, uh, she, she has her role on this show and we've, we've had a great run and I can't wait to see, uh, how she's doing post birth, man. I'm excited for next week. I can't wait for her first, uh, her first show back to hear all the stories. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll see how how tired or how energetic or how she feels. I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. She's such a she's such a neurotic, anxious person. Not like ner- not in a nervous way, but just in her anxiety about life and the state of the world. That I wonder if this will calm that that anxious energy about her. If it'll change her her view of the state of the world or her view of the world in general. I'm very curious to see what the effect will be. Um, Matthew Sturgis says, uh, I'm in Minneapolis currently taking on my real estate, uh, talking with my real estate agent tomorrow and moving to Wisconsin, no more tax dollars from Minnesota. And yes, Fry totally got off on the shaming. He's that much of a, a, there's that much of a censored insert your expletive pussy, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that was bad. Um, hopefully you don't have to deal with that many Packer fans, but, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin's got some nice spots. Northern Wisconsin is very nice with all those lakes up there. 
um, cool spots up there for sure. So, so good luck in your, in your move. Laurel, uh, Laurel says what's most likely next. A, everything is okay from now on. B, more riots. C, assassination. D, boogaloo. E, stock market crash. Or F, political scandal with mass arrests of prominent figures. I, I think I'm going none of the above. I'm going natural disaster like you, like you uh, speculated. I think it's going to be early hurricane season. Um, they, they, they're they in well in control of that. I'll be the tinfoil hat guy that says it. They're well in control of that. Uh, there, there's also um, they use an Xbox controller to guide the hurricane, or how does this work? They're going to keep. They're, and they're also going to. Keep, well, no, cloud seeding. I mean, we've been we've been oh, we've, yes. wep- we've weaponized Sorry. the weather since since we were flooding the Ho Chi Minh Trail with it. Operation yeah. Popeye. In fact, nah, forget it. I, we're going to go off on. <laughs> but um, yeah, but still, I think that they're going to keep this on a simmer. This can't go away like it did afterwards. This is this is supposed to build up. So they're going to keep all of the racial tensions on a simmer if they can. But ultimately, the uh, the idea of mass arrests or some really important arrests and big time revelations. Ultimately, I really think that a combination of that is the reason why everything's going on uh, right now. And also the fact that uh, Rasmussen has let on recently that. The approval among black black voters of Donald Trump may be hovering somewhere around forty percent, which wow. is which is reason for everybody to really panic if you if you want to be able to make sure that November goes away from Donald Trump and into something a little bit more familiar that you can control. Yeah. But um, I'll tell you, man, the there there's so much here. There's so much here, especially the news media. When you start seeing people like Lisa Page and Andrew Weissman. So, be, uh, coming on to the networks as legal analysts, we know Andrew McCabe is on out there. Jim Comey is an appendage of anybody that'll help him out. Uh, John Brennan, James Clapper, everybody's tweeting up a storm, taking on all of these analyst uh, positions and or promoting and writing books. So everybody is taking the um, the um, the what you call it uh, the uh, the H H Holmes approach of flooding the public with anything that could be taken as oh look at how stand up and caring and patriotic yeah. they are because if they ever do get arrested and see the day of justice that that, that should come their way trump will be have effectively arrested a huge swath of the press then too because mm-hmm. of course they couldn't do that any they couldn't pin that on him until now so i think there's a lot going on the only preposterous answer or option Laurel gives is a everything is okay from now on as though the Democrats are going to sit back and say, yeah, uh, we're going to have a fair and honest election process and may the best candidate win. Uh, and that candidate is Joe Biden, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't even have time for his, his gaffes tonight. My God, Joe shoot him in the leg. Biden. That's how you solve all our policing problems. Uh, Royal wind says, um, Many white people have been red-pilled by this, the targeted violence, looting, and desecration of our historical monuments. This is the last straw for many people. The resentment and rage is palpable. I, I don't know. What the, hopefully. I mean, if you're at, I hope anybody comes around to the right ideas. And if you're at the point where you're kneeling before strangers on account of your, your racial guilt, that mm-hmm. you've, yeah, like you need a perspective change at that point. Uh, Liz P says, listening to you talk about the hands up, don't shoot BS is a at a busy intersection i see a mob of twerps with that exact sign plus a honk or you're racist uh spoiler alert you're you're racist also if you honk uh this is uh east texas no one's honking for that trash yeah probably stellar jay adkins says uh, it's not about equality and never was until people understand this things will only get worse yeah i don't at least 
equality uh i think it is about equality in in terms of equal suffering like we were talking about earlier but equality in terms of actual prosperity certainly not um bridge burner says congrats blonde thank you very much mr rich low pitch says i don't care about this secular religion i'm sticking with jesus also post-pregnancy blonde looks terrible what I'm going to tell her you said that. That was very rude. <laughs> Karen Strawn. Karen, uh, glad to see you uh, hanging out. Hope you're doing well. How much of the George Floyd outcry was pent up frustration about being isolated and watching your economic future tank? Yeah, it, again, it's hard to I- ignore just how nice and neat these crises fit in an ordered sequence that sort of amplify and, and um, exacerbate each other. Wait, Karen Strawn is watching? Yeah, Karen. Karen hangs out in our chat uh, from wow. time to time. I, I've 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 watched her videos for a long time now. Yeah, I'm always um, a fan. When Blonde started on YouTube, Karen was one of the first people that she sent her videos to. So Karen has a sort of a connection to the start of the Blonde Fuhrer herself on wow. YouTube. Well, hey, yeah. hey, Karen, I'm a fan of yours. Cool. Hopefully, she's still hanging around. Um, and thanks, Karen. Uh, Grumbledore, watching footage of the looters, I've never seen. So many obese criminals, <laughs> so happy to steal an armful of Nikes. I did not, I did not evaluate uh, BMIs, but uh, maybe they'll, maybe they'll lose some weight from all that running around. I don't know. Quantum Football right. says, uh, Matt, what will it take to uh, to stop wearing a twins hat? I thought the past two years of Ilhan Omar would make him not, or would make you not want to support that team. Hey, man, I, I'm gonna. It's a meme of the show at this point. Like I just kind of have to, but um, but at the same time, I'm not going to let Ilhan Omar steal steal uh, my my baseball connection. You know, uh, no matter how much she tries. Chase Elliott says, uh, "Congrats, Rebecca. I wish nothing but the best for you, your husband, and your daughter. Best of luck with motherhood. Well, she appreciates that, I'm sure. And thanks for supporting the show. I tell you what, Frank, um, we still got <laughs> we still got several. Um." So uh, several mean like several dozen. Um, we still have a a lot, <laughs> a lot that I got to go through. Which holy cow, you guys! Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. But I, I want to make sure that um, that Frank uh, is able to uh, to assess his participation here. So, uh, like I said, just say the word, man, and I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to move quickly here. Yeah, don't worry. listen. I, we'll, it's well, it's staying fresh. It stays. It sounds right. nice. Uh, Feels good. Brer Jethro. I'll definitely leave by the end of the. Uh, I'll definitely leave by the end. Uh, the the bottom of the hour. No you told me quarter it. of the hour before, so that's why I'm, I'm a pushover sometimes. Brer, okay? Je- you're you're a regular Jacob Fry. You're a regular Drew Brees that way, you know. Yep. <laughs> Brer Jethro says, uh, "Nice golden calf illusion, uh, Mr. Frankly." Another Exodus parallel is the tagging of stores as black owned. It's like the tenth plague. And a way to get the mob to pass over the chosen people's businesses. Yeah, it, it's funny because yeah. before I ended the, the the broadcast week on my show, I said, "So I guess I'm going to put the lamb's blood on my uh, on my door." Does yeah. that still work? <laughs> Does that still work these days? Hey, man, any ritualistic thing you can do to try to get the uh, the mob to pass over you. Well, you what's do. more ritualistic than than kneeling? What's more oh, coast to coast? What is more ritualistic before yeah. uh, to to kneel before another human being? You know, it's and you're not getting knighted. That's for damn sure. It's submission. It's everything is a mass uh, humiliation ritual. I saw those people flopping on their bellies like fish saying, I can't breathe in some public park. Thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. I said, this is a public humiliation. Ritual. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Derek Finley says he found a good one to fill in for blonde. Good radio voice. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Frank does have a good voice and you can 
Check it out each and every weeknight. I'm bald. Esoter- and I'm bald, too. <laughs> Esoterica Unbounds as Black Lives Matter. Unless you are among the additional 100-plus victims of color in Baltimore every year since the Freddie Gray riots, welcome to your down- downward spiral into hell, Minneapolis. Yeah, <laughs> shitty take says... Uh, well, really, uh, what really blows my mind about Black Lives Matter is they their complete radio silence on that black former cop who was mercilessly beaten and killed. It speaks volumes of the people's deaths they choose to be outraged over. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's David Dorn, and uh, you'll hear a little bit of mention of him this week, and that'll be it. There will not be the mass protests or riots in the name of David Dorn. It's not the political aim they're going with. Uh, Nicolia Kraft said, how do you think Trump's voter turnout is going to be in... <laughs> how do you think Trump's... Uh, a voter turnout is going to be in the black community. I have a feeling it's going to be higher than anyone expects. Also, congrats, Blonde. Make sure she gets 77% of my super chat for diapers. Um, yeah, I, well, I, he, he already had a better black turnout than Romney, for example, but I think he'll probably improve on 2016 would be my guess. There's only for every for every one person who says that they're oh well I didn't vote in 2016 because I thought that Trump was going to get creamed but you better believe I'll be there this time for every one person who has been activated in that way there's been three that has gone to that has has left the um, the the Democratic uh, uh, bubble very quietly yeah very the quietly people, the people who disagree aren't saying anything because they don't want to get the mob treatment you know no yeah and then of course you're talking about the real progressives out there. You know, if you want to see how how really upset some people really are, I love checking in on Jimmy Dore's show every once in a while hmm. because um, even though he's you know he's he's, he's a true believer, um, they are not not taking the drivel that is being uh, the pablum that is being served at the DNC with Joe Biden. How hmm. you know they don't like you can tell you can listen to these people. They are real. Hardline progressives, they believe in it all. They they stand by it, and they can't stand Barack Obama. And mm. I, I've been open. My mind's. I could not believe what I've been seeing, but it's 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 pretty uh it's pretty nice there. I just wish that we can crack some uh, glaciers in the way that we speak to each other, especially with like someone like Tim Pool. Tim yeah. Pool is definitely he. You know, people come down on him a lot, and uh, but other than that, I, I'm happy that he's he's gotten the takes that he has. Although he's no federalist yet. So he'll get there. He'll be voting Trump. He'll be voting Trump. You'll see. (laughs) Uh, Kyle Wells says, pay no attention to 500 pound elephants and gasp. A mouse scurries across the floor to go hide again. Majority of citizens, overweight or obese, Kung flu, 80% of black kids, fatherless systemic racism. Yeah. Uh, Let's, Oh, I might've skipped a couple or at least one. Sorry. Brendan says, have you ever seen Antifa compared to soldiers storming Normandy? Yes. By Chris Cuomo, actually. Don't they know that the U.S. Army was segregated at that time? Isn't that beyond what they consider fascist? Well, yeah, it's just it's all part of again. It's just part of the narrative that they're building, whether it's factually accurate or not. But, yeah, I'm sure the guys who stormed Normandy were in favor of uh, communist mobs walking around, destroying the various businesses of America. So that's what they were fighting for. Uh, Von Gunther says, uh, I'm with blonde balkanized now. Well, we'll see if her. um, We'll see if her community in Idaho comes to fruition. Perhaps you can join. Uh, Jeremiah Russell says, I know we can't kick them out of the union, but at what point do we in red areas secede from these people and reform our own unions? Love the show. Keep it up. God bless you, blonde. Congratulations. Well, thanks. We talk about this on the show too. Is a volu- like, let's say we had an opportunity for a voluntary split, not a civil war, but like a mutual parting of ways. And let's say they get, you get progressive country and sort of like 1776 country, east and west, north and south, whatever. Would progressive country leave us alone? 
Would they even allow us to have our own country away from them? Well, I mean, if you set up the premise that it was a mutual agreement, then I, you'd have to imagine that yes, they would. I mean, it, it would become it would become East Berlin pretty quick in those progressive mm. countries, and they would be begging for um, any kind of foreign aid that they can get. But um, uh, yeah, but that that's just on the premise you've you've given us because there is no there there's no need for a mutual mutual split. I mean, the, the Civil War, what's been what's become known as the Civil War. Uh, as my my history professor told me once, well, that, that was pretty much the, the the conflict that settled, and where the U.S. the United States are became the United States is the question of secession really was settled at that point in a really horrible precedent because North Carolina they within their rights voted in crushing majorities to leave. The union, because at that point, what is the Constitution other than a, a contract? If the contract is being breached, then you get an out. But, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, you know, also uh, secession is is a, is something that was actually born. Secessionist sentiments was, was born in the north. It started in in the Jefferson administration, too, with mm. uh, with the Louisiana Purchase. Mm. So a lot of different things there. But I don't know. I, um, I, I think people are just going to have to make hard choices one day. Yeah, ho- hopefully we can avoid violence here, though, but uh, violence is being imposed upon us more and more. Uh, but Matt, see- you know, and I hate to, to drag this out for you because you have to do all the super chats. But the other thing is, <laughs> the we other appreciate thing, the audience. The other thing is this. It's not dragged out. You know, you look at this. Um, uh, you were talking about what the hell do you just say? Damn it. It's talking about having force imposed upon you. You want a nonviolent solution, but if they're burning down your home, your words and your reason can't really help you at that point. Well, think about representation itself. If you're going to go by what what uh, Article One talks about with representation in the House of Rep uh, in in the House, uh, that that's one per every thirty thousand set of constituents in your in your state. We should have literally, I think, somewhere between eleven to seventeen thousand members of the u.s house of representatives. <laughs> yeah. there's no yeah. representation right now well it's it's hard to get their ear yeah yeah uh, certainly so um ben smith says someone might have talked about this already but there was a peaceful walk for uh, captain david dorn zero news coverage as far as i saw obviously nobody uh gave it much uh, gave it much attention i wonder if it was uh, if he was a corona death or not <laughs> but god uh, R.I.P. to Mr. David Dorn, and yeah, to, to the people honoring him, I'm glad they did, and you won't hear you won't hear a peep about it. John Martin says, uh, "Old guy in Buffalo was a frequent antagonist who was attempting to skim or capture the police tactical radio frequency. Watch the beginning. He's waving his phone near a cop's belt. It was obvious once I read about it. All right, uh, the blood was real though. Oh, the, the, the this okay, yeah, I wasn't." I see. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So they pushed him over that. There were people saying that that was staged even, but, but so you're saying that he was, uh, he was in close proximity to the police for a tactic to try to capture their communications. That's basically what I'm getting here. I don't know. I think, I think because people pointed out that in his right hand, he had his, he had his phone and it was in, it was being clutched in some sort of a recording kind of a position that you would normally see somebody. Yeah. Uh, there has to be a reason why he was kind of standing there as the police are advancing, I would assume. Um, P- 
Polaris says Elmo's dad had to explain what happens in neighborhoods without fathers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's some truth to that. Seth Hagler says a guy walked up and put his hand on a cop when they were telling people to move back. Of course he got shoved. It's not like the cop meant for him to hit his head. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, uh, and, and if you watch the footage, he is standing as they're telling him to move back and he's not moving back. That said, um, you know, I don't... Isn't there some discretion that can be exercised short of pushing a seventy-five-year-old man? Can't you kind of escort him around? Maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe there's something that I that I missed that sort of justifies or contextualizes that scene. But to me, it looked like an unjustified shove. We'll see where it goes. Well, you know, the thing that really sucks is that um, when you look at the unjustified, yeah, it looks bad. But at the same time, we're so screwed up. We're so screwed up that I hate that the first thing I said was, "Well, at least he was white." Well, you would have heard way more about it otherwise. First thing I said to myself was, oh, well, you know what? All (laughs) things considered, thank God he's white. Because... Uh <laughs> yes. Teo says uh, 2020 has brought demons to light. Make no mistake about it. To name evil is to defeat it. Elmo is a demonic evil. <laughs> okay. I guess so. Um, the old man in Buffalo was wrong. He got in the way. I want uh, tough cops ready to win all confrontations, not gentle counselors to ask people to move. I want tough guys as cops, I suppose. But did, did the guy commit an aggression? That would be uh, a question for me. Did he actually, I, I don't know. Did he, it's claimed here he put his hands on the cop if there was some sort of aggression on his part i get it but i but if there isn't i'm not going to endorse cops walking around shoving old people to the ground but but uh apparently there's some additional context to this that i was not necessarily keen on mark duquesne says (laughs) i don't jogger is a slur now you know (laughs) gotta be careful Got to be careful. <laughs> anyway, commies fighting big city governments is a Democrat Democratic Party internal struggle. Good cops need to get in front of the virtue signaling before they're thrown under the bus. Blue flu for Black Lives Matter. Could be. Uh, Raggle Fraggle says, uh, Streamlabs ain't working for me for some reason. I'm convinced that we're in a, st- a simulation and those bricks were, a, were in a weapon spawn location, all bow. I'll bow before Blondfeuer's uh, spawning uh, and her right wing or her, yeah, her right wing death squad. Um, I'm going to check in with Streamlabs momentarily. So sorry to hear it didn't work, but yeah, that is video game shit. You're right. Uh, Evan M says on property versus life. I recently read John Locke's second treatise of government. He says that the state has the right to tell a soldier to die in combat, but not to take that soldier's property. Um, I'd have to refresh. It's been a long time since I've read does he say that explicitly, or are you uh, inferring that based on what he's based on what he's saying? Could be. Uh, he's big on property rights, that's for sure. Uh, GDP, or uh, sorry, uh, Stumble Liner says uh, that seventy-five-year-old man was tapping the sidearm pistol of a cop. Maybe if that's true, if there's some aggression on his end that would help me understand it a little wow. bit better, I then I'm see. then I then I'm more understanding for sure. Roshan uh, Kurdzalev says every year I have to sign an exclusion on my business insurance specifically for acts of terrorism. If you sign the exclusion to save some money and there are riots and these riots are considered an act of terror, no money for you. Yeah. It's a sucky spot. If you're in it, um, Bill, Bill, this is Bill. He's back. He says, Frank, I'm Marine echo in the discord. I'll try again another time. Matt send love and congratulations to blonde for me. Being a parent is life changing. I can't wait to talk to her for sure. So uh, H.P. Lovecraft's cat says in the election's been out of the news for so long. I'm surprised Joe Biden hasn't forgotten he's running for president yet. Also, congrats to blonde. Yep. <laughs> uh, Dan Spratlin says, hey, Matt, 
Can you give this to Frank for me? Thanks, bro. Great work. Well, Frank certainly is getting uh, is getting paid for his uh, for his troubles for sure. I, I really don't need to be, man. I'm, I'm Frank. I'm just, you got a you got a kid on the way. I we I and we insist. Well, listen. Well, uh, it's more give a gift to uh, to blonde. We'll we'll talk about it off air. Okay. I'm, I, I'll have some Antifa person come and forcibly deliver compensation to you if I have to. <laughs> no, this will be the new money laundering scheme. They laundered money right before. Yeah. Uh, Eric Marley says, voting for Blonde to be able to breastfeed on the stream. That's true. That's going to be a complication coming up. We need to encourage traditional motherhood and not make women feel gross and uh, feeding new life, even in the context of work. Discussions will be had. No decision has been made. I can uh, I can assure you that. Will Boone says, I'm so over the Floyd stuff. I just want to get to November so I can vote Trump and then watch everyone else lose their minds from a black Trump voter. Mail-in votes go burr. They're going to print a lot of them. Uh, Ken Patsu says, I like Frank. He seems more willing to talk about how you're uh, being manipulated by powerful elites, unlike milk toast fence sitter Matt. Uh, seriously, though, when are we going to start talking about who is behind all of this? Dun, dun, dun. Who is it? It's hard to deny the, the, the coordination that you can observe and the way things fit nice and neatly together. Black Magic says, We the unwilling, led by the unknowing, are, going, are doing the impossible for the ungrateful. We have done so much for so long with so little. We are now qualified to do anything with nothing. What's with nothing. Uh, you'll have, Clue me in on what that one is. Oh, I don't know. I've actually seen that attributed to anonymous. Oh. Uh, not anonymous, the hacker group. Anonymous people. I've I've seen it attributed to a number of people. That was also in the uh, the front of the the front jacket of a Dry Kill Logic album too. Mm. I used to love that quote. It's a great one. Andre says, "Love you guys. Hope and support from Sydney." Well, cheers down under. Uh, no comment. Says deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better gangway. You better hit bullseye. This kid don't play. Hell yeah. Disappear Forever says, fight them there so we don't need to fight them here. Anyone uh, can be an American if they share our values, we're all humans. They deserve to be heard. They just <laughs> they just want to stop believing the lies. You're basically talking about, yeah, the uh, the influx uh, of, of, um, of a lot of people who don't necessarily share values uh, that we are now uh, in competition with or in conflict with, for sure. Uh, Freddie Sauce says... Uh, the days leading up to November is going to be like the end of the Truman Show. More wind, more rain, more waves. Damn the torpedoes. Only they won't turn it off when they realize Truman isn't giving up. Yeah. Early, uh, Jacob says early hurricane season doesn't count as a prediction. It's already happening. Well, Frank's been on it for a while. That's why I say that it counts for him, not necessarily for me. Well, and, 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 and I don't say it because I look into some crystal ball. I just... Once you once you realize that all bets are off and and every and there's there's a, a technocratic hell that is being built up before us right now that even encompasses the the the, uh, the way that the weather can be uh, destroyed destroyed just to say hey I'll put it to you this way anybody that says the only way to stop the temp- the, the Earth itself from being into in such kind of a state of of uh, tumultuous I don't know weather patterns and all this stuff. You have to be able to know that there is an on and off switch. <laughs> you can, you know, well, what is it? How kind of a, what kind of a promise is that? Give us money, and all this will go away. Well, then you're probably the one who started it. Just pay enough taxes, you can solve everything. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Disappear Forever says at Laurel the terrorist cells. The burn, loot, murder campaign was successful. More of that's coming. By any means necessary, had a thread discussing weaponizing drones with flamethrowers and using improvised explosives. Yeah, get ready. Guerrilla warfare may be coming to a city near you. 
Um, all right. How are you feeling, man? I do have a few more over on a Streamlabs, and we'll call it a show, but uh, we're now at the bottom of the hour. Oh, well, hey, listen. Uh, how, much is, how, how much left? I never know because sometimes they just hold us hostage. <laughs> but but I think we're near the I think we're near the finish line here. If you're, well, if you're, okay. well, then if you're I, I will. I will kind of, if you're done with super chats, I will finish super chats for you. You can go to Streamlabs, Streamlabs, and I, I am caught up on super chats for the moment. I just got to catch up on uh, on um, on Streamlabs, and there's just a few over there. Okay, well, if there's only a few, then let's just do this. We All right, a few is a. You know, could be a lot. <laughs> we'll see. We've already wasted enough time. Uh, Philip Smolin for mayor says the internet keeps telling me the lockdown is over. Walking through downtown Encinitas just tells you how op- the opposite story. 7-Eleven made me wear a mask. More than half the people just walking out wearing masks. Not required by any law. Masks are stupid. Well, good luck in your mayoral campaign. One of our viewers is uh, running for mayor in Encinitas, California. Go get him. Crypto Crook says BLM stands for Burn, Loot, Murder, Change My Mind. I'll watch that episode for sure. Uh, Sid says, Matt, you need to tell your co-host to adhere to the dress code. Where are the braids? Blonde does have a habit of braiding her hair on the show. I was looking around to see if I had even a uh, a, a brunette wig around here from the old, <laughs> old costume, uh, old like a costume, an yeah. old Halloween costume, but nothing. So you just, it's just me. I'm sorry. Crypto Crook says Minneapolis City Council members have announced their intent to disband the Minneapolis Police Department. I wonder how many uh, or how much time it is going to take for things to go straight down to hell. Uh, check back in a month. I'm sure it'll be there. Yeah. Mike DeWine, shitty in Grin, Ohio's newest national distraction is that the National Guardsman was found by the FBI to have, quote, expressed white supremacist ideology on the Internet prior to the assignment. Mike says there uh, will be due process, but it's al- he's already saying that the guy's going to get the ax. I hate Mike. Well, we can't have people in the military with the wrong opinions. Yeah, certainly. Candy Max says last week was the first time I've missed a show in a few years. Uh, I've literally logged off everything for a moment, but I see you have a new uh, co-host blonde must be mommying. Exactly. Uh, how wonderful. Thanks again for you guys and do, uh, Thanks for everything you guys do, and congrats to Blonde and family. Thank you. Candy Mac is our, um, she's a respiratory therapist down in Florida who's been checking in with us on coronavirus intel nice. throughout the pandemic. Uh, Blonde Rant says, go pack, go. Eh, fair enough. I'm not, I don't have the energy to fight football fights tonight. Redicus says, uh, these bitches have changed me. I have learned, I, I have learned to sew carpentry and have developed a... Uh, a tenacity for arson. Uh, it's hard to read uh, stream live sometime developed a skill for arson. Let's say uh, I hate to say it, but these cities, but let these cities burn. I have no empathy for those people. You made your bed. Now let it burn beneath you. If the burning is a choice, I have less sympathy and it seems like a lot of it is by choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know that sucks for a lot of people, but that that's, well, the burning—that's the whole thing. The the act of burning is choice. But what is what is being burnt? Like, if you were to tell me that this you're all of a sudden we're getting a, a lot of um we're getting a lot of attention being put on a town in America or a city in America that has a really really bad policing problem, and the and the people in the town who know the problem well, they rise up. It becomes like one of those Battle of Atlanta uh, of Atlanta. Uh, what is it? Um, Battle of Athens. Uh, you you know that one? Uh, nineteen forty eight. All of the uh, the the new or nineteen forty six or oh, no. wow, that's a great story. Go and Google the Battle of Athens, nineteen um, forties in in America. That's one hell of a story. But um, 
if it's if it's a, a point where they go out and they concentrated all of their ire at the police department, and if they burn down even the police department, you say, hey, you know what? Minneapolis has spoken, and uh, you know, and they targeted all their rage at a place that they knew, but it, it wasn't. It's all about so, the TVs, man. Yeah, I know. They, they 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 chose fire, but it went to the people who had nothing to do with it. No Guardy says uh, we never pay anyone Dane Geld, no matter how trifling the cost. For the end of the game is oppression and shame, and the nation that pays it is lost. I don't know the quote, but uh, but thank you for supporting the show. Phil says uh, we owe these ingrates nothing. Have they given any thought about what happens when the white guilt runs out, or do they think about, uh, or do they think uh, it'll all be destroyed before that happens? I yeah, I don't know. But they, there's a lot of people taking pleasure in this uh, racial submission for sure. Oh, by the way, Battle of uh, it's Athens, Georgia. I saw a couple of people say uh, it. Yes, Georgia. It's a U.S. incident. It's awesome. Redicus says, uh, "I'm against Twitter mobs, but what does uh, what does that asshat on Sharp or why does that asshat on Sharp have a job? This is one of the few uniting principles. We are Americans. You are a grifter that wants to pander to race pimps and deny uh, that that black." Uh, the black people are the only, or were the only ones subjugated where Dems uh, hold court. Yeah, I mean, if, I, I'm not going to try to get Shannon Sharp fired. You know, he's built his show or whatever, and people want to watch it. But that's kind of the thing: is is how can you not recognize that uh, that you have something wildly successful because you've been free to build it? Um, just a, just a few more here. Uh, Smash your TV says maybe we could stop giving a shit about what celebs say and turn off our TVs. Stop watching the fake news and shows, then go outside, take up productive hobbies, better ourselves, and talk to people in our mm-hmm. communities. Except uh, this stream, of course, because it's <laughs> informative. Well, we'll have nothing to talk about as soon as people do that, so we're screwed. <laughs> But yes, good advice. Good plan, man. Uh, Walsey says, congrats to Blonde. Great job, Frank. We'll check out your show. Well, thanks for doing that. We appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, man. Redicus says, I have to push back on the Buffalo push. Those cops were just trying to move him along, and that asshat had uh, two left feet. Are you to blame if someone imposes themselves on your path and, and strips you when you're required to move them? So tactical nukes for all. It could be that maybe I'm missing something there. I mean, I, admittedly, I didn't have a ton of time to analyze this case. But what I've seen, to me, looks like a bit of an aggressive shove on an old man. That said, in the times that we're in, the, que- the question to be asked is, is that what I was designed to see? Was I designed to see police officers push an old man? Yeah, I, those are fair questions in this context, no doubt. Irish Nat says um, the old guy in Buffalo was a total t- uh, tune bear. Greta tune bear. <laughs> why would an, why would an old man be put on the front line confronting cops unless something bad would happen? They hide behind the elderly and children because they're harder to criticize. It absolutely could be the case. I, I'm open to the possibility there. Cooper oh, uh, sucks. <laughs> that was a great uh, town hall. They got they've really had some hits lately. Avoid the Tune coronavirus. <laughs> Avoid the coronavirus says it's time to implement academic agents two state solution specifically or especially if the Dems win in 2020 a reminder that um that Muhammad was a man with self-described very white armpits uh who owned and traded black African slaves and said that Satan looked like a black man. I don't know. I mean Muhammad doesn't seem like he was all that cool, so it could be true. He had white armpits? Uh, apparently so. It's like vitiligo or something? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I do want to say thanks to Exar Kuhn and e- Eva Deva, 
Ava Diva for supporting Ex Kun. You know who Ex Kun is, right? I, I do not. He's a he's a a Sith a Sith warrior. That's it's right. That, uh, I should know the Star Wars names. Well, yeah. it's Star it's Star Wars Legends and and yeah. uh, extended universe. So you, was I he in the, um, was he in like Knights of the Old Republic or something? I've heard the I, name before. I think so. I think that might have mm. been more Darth Bane. But uh, either way, yeah. Mm. Sith, okay, go keep going. Uh, just we're all caught up, man. You've done it except for three. <laughs> three more, three more. Freddie Saw says, "Oh no, actually, no, no, never mind. We are actually all caught up." Let me double check. I think you actually did it, Frank. I, I asked you for 90 minutes of your time and you gave me an extra hour. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Just to, all right. Uh, Long Dong John says, did you miss my second super chat or did it get gulagged? It's possible I missed it. I'm sorry if I did, but, uh, but thank you for supporting the show. And of course, send me an email anytime if there was something I needed to answer. Um, Saint says, uh, on the Christians kneeling, all I have to say is fealty to one. Uh, Donna, uh, let's see. Uh, and, Pitsu Marcus says, uh, "Love the, love the Pagan. Even enjoyed my first wiki wiki time. Uh, Python. Oh, sorry, hey, I don't even know. Python. Python. What's that? Python. I don't even know what that Countryman, is. Countryman. Me. Ah, Paisano. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys. All right. <laughs> even enjoyed my first wiki wiki timeout. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Um, listen, that's a show. And Frank, man, seriously, thanks for hanging out uh, for as long as you did. Uh, really appreciate you making yourself available on call to fill in for Blonde. No and, doubt. Um, and your insights tonight. And uh, and I know the audience appreciates it as well. well you have a great audience. You, and thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for all of this. And um, send my best to Blonde once again. And anytime you need anything, I'd love to have you just, you already have the VIP link. Drop in on me whenever the hell you want on the For show. Sure. The, you know, Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock. And other than that, um, you guys and gals have treated me very 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 well thank you so much well that is uh, our friend our guest our uh, co-host for the night that's uh, frank from quite frankly please do check him out at quite frankly.tv and uh if you troll in his chat tell him that we sent you i'm sure he'd love yes. to hear it if you're listening for even or if you're looking for even more listening material check out the audio platforms they're linked on the website and in the description you can find uh, the call-in show on wednesday night over there you can find uh, extra interviews and stuff you might not necessarily find on youtube so check all of that out uh you can email us that's beauty and the beta at gmail.com anything else check out the website mattchristiansonmedia.com other than that like i said the plan is for blonde to be back on sunday fingers crossed i can't wait to hear her update on how things have gone other than that if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it is beauty and the beta we'll see you then 